you can dial in toll free. Bring up anything you want. The number is one eight five five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Joining you this evening, it's Ian and JJ. And, of course, we'll take your phone calls, as we always do, about whatever you want. That is uh, the point of this program. Now, just before the show, uh, JJ, you were telling me that there's some news out of New York City. Of course, we've been following the Occupy protests here on this program quite a bit uh, over the last... But when did they start? Like three weeks ago? I was in jail at the time, so... It was, Three weeks? A month? Uh, actually, it's going on more than four weeks now. We're okay. looking into probably the fourth week or the fifth week. So about so about a month's time. Then, That's right. These, these have been going on. And uh, were you able to confirm the story that, uh, yes. th- that the police are planning a crackdown in New York City? That's right. I got this story out of Slate.com. Uh, N- NYPD to evict Occupy protesters. This is a one cleanup oh that can get messy. Brookfield Properties, which owns a downtown Manhattan park that has become the home base for the Occupy Wall Street protest, announced on Thursday that it wants to all protesters off its property starting at 7 a.m. Friday so it can tidy up the park grounds. It said the demonstrators can come back after the cleaning as long as they abide by park rules. Those rules prohibit tents, tarps, sleeping bags, and the storage of any personal property. So they're changing everything. That would that would effectively end the demonstration in which activists have camped out in Zuccotti Park for the past three and a half weeks to protest wealth inequity. So let's, let's go yes. to the phones here. We've actually we'll come back to some detail on this, but we actually have uh, the poor man calling from Occupy Wall Street. All right, uh, he is there actually as we speak. Uh, poor man, are you with us? Yeah, dude, you guys absolutely reported it accurately. I'm at Zuccotti Park right now, and uh, tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. might be the showdown that could end this, uh, what potentially is an American, if not an international revolution. How are you guys, by the way? How's it going? Man, yeah, all right, man. everything's okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not camping in, out in the yeah, park I'm not right New now. New York City. With the police threatening me. Uh, man, that is going to be a nasty situation. I know that the people uh, down there are, for the most part, focused on staying peaceful. I mean, we haven't seen what you see in a lot of uh, protest right. cases. You know, storefront windows haven't been being smashed, Molotov cocktails not being thrown. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's good to see that because it, it means they're keeping, I think, the, the moral side of things uh, on their side. But once the police start, uh, you know, bringing out the truncheons, uh, people will change how they behave, and that that brings you know that that causes me concern for what might happen uh, tomorrow morning, especially if the police do what they're known for doing and sticking an agent provocateur in the midst to do something like throw a bottle and or throw a punch at a cop and then give the police the excuse to start swinging uh, at people or you know releasing tear gas or or pepper spray in mass. And just uh, just creating an awful situation. What's uh, what's your feeling uh, for the vibe on the ground? Well, the amazing thing is, you know, of course, I've been covering this on on my show that comes up right after your guys' show, which is an honor. And uh, it, it has been completely peaceful the, the entire week I've been out here, and I've been out here all day, pretty much every day. Right now, you guys, I'm looking. They, they've somehow they, they get so many donations here at Zuccotti Park, and there's probably a a team of about 50 brooms that have somehow materialized, and the people in the uh, the Occupy Wall Street camp are actually cleaning as I'm talking to you. I mean, I could even uh, throw somebody on to, that you could talk to. But as far as um, demonstrations and, and, and violence, it, it has been peaceful. Um, it's almost like they formed their own little country. There's, there's a library here, guys, which is 30 feet long, 
and and people donated books, brand new books, and you could just come and take a book with you. There's no checkout, and they just say bring it back when you want. Mm-hmm. There's free food, and I might mention to you the free food is not like beans and rice and bread. It's it's like a five course, you know, uh, like excellent meal that you get at a New York restaurant. Like yesterday, are you ready for this? Eggplant parmesan pizza. Salad and pasta was on the agenda, and anybody could eat it. I've they heard have that clothing, uh, they have medicine. Um, yeah, I, I heard about that yesterday. Uh, there was some article online where people were talking about how they've actually gained weight, uh, gained weight at these protests because <laughs> I guess folks that you know are around the country. Uh, for instance, if you've got a job or a career or something like that, it's uh, it's you know, it can be difficult to get away for a significant amount of time to to add yourself uh, physically to these things. Which is why you know we've always said on the air there's different roles for everybody in in the activism movement. If all you've got is uh, is money and you don't have time then you can give money to people and that'll make a difference so we've heard that people have just been you know uh, ringing up local delivery services and ordering dozens of pizzas for these protesters yeah and they just they just show up with the food at the kitchen it's not you know people are just donating but here's what's going to happen uh and this is what i've been hearing around the camp here in the last few minutes right before uh, i talk to you guys um when the sanitation department comes around tomorrow morning at 7 a.m uh eastern time and I imagine with the, the cops as well, uh, the uh, the plan is they are going to link arms around the entire Zuccotti Park and say, wow. Mr. Mayor, we've cleaned the park. Uh, and the mayor, by the way, visited here clandestinely yesterday and talked to some of the leaders. But they're going to link arms around the entire park. And a lot of these people are prepared to get arrested and go to jail. So if there has okay. been completely peaceful. There's music here. There's all kinds of great stuff. But tomorrow morning... That showdown, uh, things could fly at that time. It's exciting, I have to say. I mean, it's really an amazing. It's been an amazing event uh, thus far. It's amazing, dude. It, it, it's amazing. I mean, to be here, it, it's it, it, it's incredible what's going on here. And and most importantly, so many people have so many things they're concerned about that that's wrong with the country, wrong with the world. It's not just one idea that's here. It's it's a lot of ideas. And the positive thing is the peacefulness of it all and the people exchange the ideas. That's what I think is great, and, sure. and uh, we need that. That's what it's all about. I mean, I've, I've said before, and I'll say it again, I don't think a protest ever changes anything as far as, you know, the politicians, uh, was it Alexander Haig that said, uh, you know, let them protest so long as they pay their taxes. Uh, but if you meet someone new at a protest, if you get that, you know, networking done where people meet people they never met before and uh, connections are made, and like you're saying, ideas are passed around, that's where it can be really valuable because then the protest can result in something next. It can result in some sort of other tangible action that people can take afterwards or as a next step. And there has to be a next step. Otherwise, you've got a social event. Well, it'll sure be interesting to see what happens tomorrow morning. I you mean, know, I guess a- the mayor said, said yesterday that uh, they were merely going to clean and let everybody back in, but as you said, without belongings. Without any uh, of their stuff, and they can't camp out. Now, uh, poor man, uh, is it a coincidence, do you think, that this is happening, this this eviction is happening the day before October 15th, which is supposed to be, like, the day for National Occupy Everything Day? Right. Yeah, that's been thrown around, too. Very coincidental, huh? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's... You know, gosh, who knows? Um, 
you know, there's there's so much to what's going on here. You don't even know who the real leaders are. I've figured it out, but I think part of the reason they, they, they say it's a thing of the people, but I also think they want to keep it anonymous so nobody is sort of like, made a target either. Oh, absolutely. That's how they work. I mean, the government will target anybody they perceive as being a leader. That's what they, you know, that's what they've done to me here in Keene, New Hampshire, locking Certainly. me up for uh, for yeah. 58 days. So, uh, poor man, I mean, you mentioned that you have a radio show. I actually heard some of it earlier this week, because uh, normally I'm in, you know, I'm here doing work after the show's over, uh, and sometimes the Genesis Communications Network, which is our syndicate, stays connected via the ISDN, and I heard all these interviews coming through my uh, my ISDN feed, and I thought, wow, there's somebody, somebody's on the ground doing a show from the uh the occupy wall street which i thought was uh, was pretty cool and so you're just talking to all kinds of people uh, on the ground there and I, it sounded like you'd done an interview or two in your uh, in your history dude i've done so many interviews and i've been fired from a station or two in my time too um and I've gone to jail just like you uh, while being live on the air too. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Wow. I'd like to ex- extend an open invitation, you know, to be our kind of our man on the ground uh, there. If you've if you've got some news, something you want to share, an observation, uh, some something, you're welcome to uh, to call in. We'll uh, we'll get you on the air. And and I think uh, let me give you a, a, your website a plug if that's all right. Poormansnation.com. That's your that's your show. That's right. And if people want to tune in our show, we're we're on right after you guys. I believe at nine o'clock central, and we are broad- broadcasting from uh, you know Occupy Wall Street, and, and you're going to hear the voice of the protesters and the people news. that are on the inside. And Thanks, poor man. Day. Appreciate hearing from you. My name is Jacob Hornberger. I'm president of the Future of Freedom Foundation, which Congressman Ron Paul awarded for having an outstanding freedom website. Write us at FFF at FFF.org, and we'll send you a free three-month subscription to our monthly journal of libertarian essays and our booklet, Economic Liberty in the Constitution, which George Mason University economics professor Walter Williams praised in a recent column. That's FFF at FFF.org. Talk live, dial in via the toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. That number, 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And JJ. And, of course, we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. You'll be able to access various different features, and they're completely free, like our bulletin board system. You can go and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners over at bbs.freetalklive.com and that's bbs.freetalklive.com SACL CAI is a full-orbed approach to account recovery. There are three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call and have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL, C-A-I. Their banner's right there at the top of the page of the banner column, so uh, check them out if you're looking into accounts receivable stuff. They do a great job. And they've been a long-time sponsor. Of Jason this Osborne is awesome. He's the man behind Cycle CAI, and he is indeed. Uh, so we're talking about, again, the Occupy events. This is huge news. Uh, they continue around the country and continue to ramp up towards this Saturday, where there's expected to be even more occupations than ever before, at least here in our very own little Keene, New Hampshire. There's going to be a, an 
I'm sure a much smaller occupying yes. uh than is in New York City. However, they've got flyers that they're you know they're going to be putting up. I think today or tomorrow, and uh, people are going to be able to come out and and do. I think it's going to be like a noontime march to the Bank of America. From from what I understand, so, the Bank of America here in Keene. Yeah. Okay. Where? Yeah. Where? Okay. Right down Main Street. Excellent. So, uh, so that's that's what's planned here, and uh, there are others that are doing this all around the country. But in New York City, uh, looks like the hammer's coming down with the police posting a notice in the park, basically telling the protesters to get out. Uh, so bright and early tomorrow morning, the cops are going to be showing up, and they'll be asking people to leave asking with truncheons and if they don't leave they will likely be forcibly extracted from the park the protesters are planning as you mentioned to form a human chain to surround the park and possibly get themselves arrested uh to defend the area that they've been occupying for the last several weeks uh where they have created basically as the poor man was saying earlier a, a, a small community that's right a different country in fact and according to the story over at the Associated Press, this notice uh, s- s- claims that they're going to clean the park. Then people will be allowed back in. But then at that point, they will begin enforcing various different regulations. Now, these regulations include no camping, which you mentioned before, but also no storing stuff on the ground. So That's right. if you bring a backpack and it's getting too heavy, you uh-huh. want to put it down for a moment, you violate the regulation. Or do you just food, water, or any other sort of things you need to live on a day-to-day basis. Right. So the kitchen tents that poor man was talking about where they're having food delivered to these folks – those are going to be off limits. There's not going to be any kind of structures that will be allowed to be put up. No tents, no no tables, no uh, volunteer areas, nothing. Right. Nothing. So basically they're saying, you can come stand in our park. Well, I, I think, I, you know, I, I, I don't want to tell anybody what to do, especially people who are down there at the protests. It's, it's up to their individual decisions to make uh, for themselves. But I would say, if, you know, this is private property. And, and from my, my own standpoint, I, I usually respect property rights. Um, but I, I would say to them, well, if they don't want you to occupy this park, why not occupy the street? <laughs> Set up your camp it. right on the street, right on the sidewalk. Just, just, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, and, take over the public property at that that's point. That's right. Because it, it kind of rings a little bit like a situation we have going on here in our little Keene, New Hampshire, where there's a central square. It's a supposed common area. Uh, where some people are frustrated by the presence of certain younger individuals who, you know, appear to have nothing better to do than hang out in the park. And, of course, this angers a certain set of adults who, you know, just you know, shake their fists in right. the air and say, those darn kids! You're not living how you should live. Right, even though they probably did the same thing 50 years ago. Uh, so some people's proposals have been to create a like a uh, a certain time frame that the park is open versus closed. Because like right now it's a common and not a park. They right. want to make it into a park to make it so it can close at six o'clock or ten o'clock or whatever arbitrary time uh, is selected. And as has been pointed out, all that's going to do if you force these kids out of the park or you give them all no trespass notices as they've been doing uh, to some of the activists that have been there then you're just going to move them somewhere somewhere else. That's right. So the one one of the guys that hangs out in the park who was given a no trespass notice is now hanging out around the outside edge of the park. So by the businesses. To, right, he'll come to the area but he won't go into the park. He hangs out around the circle that surrounds the park, the circle of businesses. So therefore, he's now closer to the places where they didn't want him in the first place. Yes. So if you 
distribute these, at least if they're in the park, you know where they are and you know what they're up to because they're constantly visible at all times. Yep. You take them out of the park, then who knows what they're going to be up to. Well, it's, it's you know, the standard way of solving problems is first to be short-sighted and ignorant of the true problems and to mm-hmm. go ahead with a knee-jerk reaction um, and, you know, over-complicated situations. So, yeah, this seems about right. It, yet it's certainly about the speed uh, for, for the government as far as their solution is concerned. People think they can use force and they can solve their problems with this, and it's not going to work. If anything, what happens in New York City tomorrow morning is going to backfire. Now, whether it backfires in a, in a violent manner, as it, it certainly may, uh, hopefully it won't, uh, that's... I would say it was up to the protesters, but it's not really because well, the police can completely uh, – they, they can basically create violence. It well, does what, what we've seen with the, the other areas, uh, like for San, San Francisco, for example, I know you talked about that on Tuesday and perhaps yesterday. Where they were confiscating tent equipment. Yeah, well, basically like what happened, uh, according to an eyewitness account that I've you know, edited video of recently, they, the protesters decided at some point that they were going to stop the police from taking their stuff. And so mm-hmm. they went and then – infiltrated the you know the space around the police vehicles and just sort of put bodies barricading you know the vehicles and the stuff and nice. sort of getting in between the police and the stuff and this actually stopped the police from confiscating their stuff the police then formed lines to basically back up the vehicles so that the vehicles could exit and then the protesters then tried to stop the vehicles on the street itself and wow. that's when the real violence started to happen and a lot of you know beatings and and oh, whatnot geez. yeah so the protesters from what i've seen i've edited a lot of video from around the nation yeah, you've been posting those over at freekeen.com yeah right? that's right i'm doing an episodic sort of rundown of what's going on and uh so i've been uh they're all nearly completely peaceful mm-hmm. i haven't seen any footage of protesters doing something bad that's good so there, there are mo- a lot of them focus on the fed which i really agree with i agree with that part of the message mm-hmm. so there's a lot of camp outs outside of the f- the, the Fed in various cities, whether it's Chicago or Houston. Uh, and so I like that aspect. I don't so much... The whole idea of uh, wealth redistribution is something I, I definitely don't agree with. Sure. And uh, some of the rhetoric is definitely not conducive to the ideology that I hold. So I do have to sort of filter what I see as far as videos that I put out, because I'm certainly not going to put out something I don't really Yeah, you're not going to make a socialist screed video, No, right? of course not. So, uh, but your video, I did see one of two. I haven't seen, watched the second one yet, but you showed me your first one, and it was it was great. And you've, you've really come a long way in just a few months of, uh, of really hitting the editing decks. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's good stuff. So go to freekeen.com, and you can see JJ. What are the titles on the uh, They're uh, Occupation Chronicles. Occupation Chronicles. Check those out. More coming up here at 1-855-450-FREE. Your thoughts on the Occupy movement or whatever's on your mind. Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live, the toll-free number for you to bring up anything you want. 
855-450-3733. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And JJ. And want to invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. We've got listen, uh, listening options. You can tune in to the show 24-7, around the clock. The latest episode is airing on our streams, and we have both dial-up and uh, we have broadband flavors of streams. So go to... Uh, listen.freetalklive.com to get those. Plus, learn about our over 100 great radio stations across the country that carry the show at various different times throughout the week. Actually, kind of got caught up today, in case you didn't know. I got out of jail a week ago, and I uh, finally got kind of got caught up on some of the affiliate relations uh, changes that happened while I was away, and uh, so we welcomed a couple of, uh, of new stations on board, which is good, and uh, also our satellite listening options, XM Satellite Radio is on board, and we've got a free-to-air satellite channel. The webcam, you can, of course, watch us there and listen there, and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. All information about that available at listen.freetalklive.com. Now, in case you haven't heard, Ron Paul is a top-tier candidate. Ron Paul course you would never know it from watching the mainstream media as they're trying to black out his campaign well coming up on october 19th that's uh, about a week away freedom lovers everywhere intend to create a ripple in politics so big that no media outlet will be able to ignore it you can join them over at blackthisout.com and help uh, bring liberty and freedom to this country uh, with the ron paul campaign that's blackthisout.com dot com it's going to be a major money bomb kind of uh, event is what uh, is what they're looking at doing now jj didn't you tell me there's something coming up on november 5th some some kind of a um, yes <clears throat> event no- november 5th there's a there's a facebook event and a, and a couple other i guess uh, organizations that are promoting this bank transfer day Bas- oh. yeah basically it's it's encouraging bank customers to take the cash out of the big banks and put it into smaller banks credit unions instead uh Ostensibly, in, in, in response to aggressive fees, institutions are rolling out to recover profits lost from the financial regulations. Yeah, these debit card fees of five dollars transaction or something like that. That's the right. Bank That's of America. Bank of America's decision to stick debit it's cards insane. with five dollar monthly fee and Wells Fargo's three dollar test is the same. This uh, oh, it's five dollars monthly. I'd heard it was five dollars a transaction. I couldn't believe that one when I heard it. So. Yeah, yeah. This is monthly fee. This, Monthly's not so. Uh, the article bad. I'm reading off of is from the street dot com. And it's called, Which of course doesn't make any sense. I guess. Well, okay. So they're saying it's the regulations that are that are doing this. That it's that that's why that these fees are being implemented. Because each credit card company or bank, you know, issuer is making a, per, a portion of money off of every transaction. Right. So just just built into the price of the product that you're buying. It's basically a three to five percent amount that is is being transferred to the banks when whenever you swipe that card. On the movement's Facebook page, the uh, article from thestreet.com continues, on the movement's Facebook page, protest organizers say that even with the new government regulations in place to keep banks in check, they're still making out like bandits. For example, with the Darbin Amendment in effect, banks will still make 19 cents profit per process transaction. The average consumer uses his or her credit card 24 times per month. With the additional fee, Bank of America stands to turn a certain... 3.3 billion annual profit from its 59 million customers debit card transactions. Mm. So they're still definitely going to make a lot of money off of every transaction, but now right. there's this ad- additional fee from the monthly, you know, usage of that that card. And not all banks are doing this. So No, it seems like it's a test right now and Bank of America and Wells Fargo are the two big huge uh two big to fail banks that mm-hmm. are rolling this out and I think it's 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 sort of like looking at like 
a poker game, if you will. You have the big stack players at the table who can push around all the other players because they can afford to lose right. this hand. They don't have to win every hand in order for them to win the game or the tournament, whatever it is. They have already won. They're the big stack. So it's their job to push out the competition. And so, like Bank of America, if they... If they can maximize profits by doing this, and a lot of customers probably don't even know this is going to happen. They they didn't you know they got that little letter in the right. mail that says this this and that and fine print. We're updating your policy, and by continuing to have your account with us means you agree to this right. new policy. Right, exactly. So I think this is definitely um, something that we're going to see a lot more of in the future. With the you mean big, the, the protest kind of thing? No, the uh, the fees, fees. The, the additional fees. I think these banks are going to try to squeeze whatever wealth they can out of out of. You know, however many individuals are, are willing to give them that until such time as they either go belly up or, you know, well, I like this. Their- I like this. Uh, you know, this plan essentially on on the fifth of November, Guy Fox Day. Uh, people are going to be encouraged to go to their banks, big banks, if they are Bank of America customers, for instance, and pull their accounts. Yep. And open an account at a more local bank, maybe a credit union or a locally owned bank, uh, where you're going to probably get better service. I've never heard anybody say something good about Bank of America. No, nope. never. I don't. Why? Why are they so successful? That's the thing. I mean, because they have branches everywhere. Is that it? They're, they're just so a monster bank. Or yeah, it's just. It's just. Yeah, they're everywhere. Well, when I moved to Keene, my my first thing was finding a non-bank. Personally, I I, I use a credit union here, mm-hmm. a local, locally owned and based credit union, and that's that's as far as I'm going to go. I don't mind my bank. Uh, it's I use the uh, the big green bank TD, and they're one of the bigger ones, from what I understand. But they're certainly not like they're not the top top tier of banks. And I've never had a bad experience with them. But then again, I'm pretty responsible with my accounts, so I'm not one of those people that gets you know dinged with uh, you know, overdraft fees, and right. Stuff like that. Yeah, and those definitely add up. I, I you know that's a that's another big thing about the banks that uh, is being talked about a lot, especially with these protests is not only are the banks, you know, making a lot of money off the transactions and then whatever monthly fees they want to add on, but their their over, overdraft sort of process and situation is such that it's really easy for consumers to slip into getting multiple charges instead of just stopping the charge or not accepting the charge. They're mm-hmm. willing to put your account in a deficit in order to get that $45 overage charge. And then there's also a lot of... Uh, talk about how once your account is negative why do they keep accepting charges to the account why why can't they just decide the computer just stop at that point and say no you're denied because they want to hit you with the fees right exactly yeah. it's not that's not about you know customer service right no there. no it's not <laughs> your thoughts are welcome uh, maybe you work in the banking industry and you'd like to shed some light on some of the goings on uh, and what do you think's going to happen on november 5th i mean because you've got people in the streets in america right now obviously a lot of people in America are in a mood to do something, and so they're going to be in a mood to do something still, likely in just a few weeks from now, on uh, November 5th, for this, this what is essentially a run on the big banks. And I, I heard somewhere, and I don't remember who told me about this, but uh, I heard that there was something that happened at a, at a bank where people were encouraged, to, maybe it was a Bank of America branch, where people were going to pull out uh, their money, and the, the police came and physically prevented them from doing so. Interesting. So who knows what kind of shenanigans will go on on this particular day. Yeah, I can't recall. I, I, I believe I remember reading a headline describing something to that effect, but I, it's... Blank. If this if this happens in a large manner, you are dealing with a bank run situation. And I Certainly. don't know how many customers it'll take for them to say, run out of cash, 
Because if that's what they're doing, if they're going in and pulling cash out, each bank only has so much cash in, in their vault in any given day because they only expect to have so many withdrawals on any given particular day. And we know that they have the what they call the fractional reserve system where for every dollar or whatever that they have in their bank, they can loan out nine or ten. Yeah. I think it's nine dollars, nine to one ratio. Exactly. So nine times. These guys have a whole lot more money, money floating around out there than they actually do to back up their deposits. Well, right now the uh, the Facebook page it's called Bank Transfer Day. If okay. you're looking on Facebook, and it's got uh, thirty three thousand eight hundred seventy two people attending, or at least have slated to be attending. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, 6,000 maybe. So I, I don't know if 30, you know, even you're probably having to look at greater numbers than that to actually have an effect. I don't think, you know, this 33,000 people dispersed among, you know, the world or even just yeah. the United States, that's not going to be enough to, to really tip any sort of scales or well, anything. Maybe that it's a, it's a new idea. Maybe it's only been out for, for a day or something like sure. that. And, and of course, with Facebook, just because someone says, yes, I'm going to do something on Facebook Certainly. doesn't mean they're actually going to do it. And just because they haven't said yes doesn't mean they won't do it. So who knows what well, will happen. I, the, the only one criticism I have is that they pick Saturday, November 5th from 9 to 5. Well, most banks aren't open past like 1 or 2 oh, on yeah. Saturday. So okay. everybody should... Keep that in mind when they're doing their transfers. Good point. And also, don't wear a Guy Fox mask into the bank. Bad idea. <laughs> 1-855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. 1-855-450-3733. They don't take too kindly to people in costumes and things. It's free talk live. Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency. And... It's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about Bitcoins at WeUseCoins.org. That's WeUseCoins.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in and bring up anything you want. The toll-free number is 1-855-450-FREE. That's uh, 855-450-3733. In the studio, it's Ian. And JJ. And as always, we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com, giving you the features there completely free. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up with any major credit card or PayPal to uh, send us three bucks a month uh, at the very minimum. You can send more if you feel like it. Uh, But if you send in three bucks a month, we take that and reinvest it into the show. Get on more radio stations across the country and uh, bring more internet listeners on board as well, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So go to amp.freetalklive.com. Because it's important to get the ideas of liberty into people's heads in this country. Uh, thank goodness for all the liberty-minded people that are going to these protests, uh, the Occupy protests, in the same way people went to the tea parties uh, to bring a true message of freedom to these folks who are desperately looking for answers. They know there's something wrong. Yep. They know there's a lot wrong. But unfortunately, they think that something like forced wealth redistribution is going to solve their problems. I think a lot of these individuals are angry and they're upset for valid reasons that certain situations have occurred in their life. The system sucks. The system sucks, definitely. But I think at the same time, they've grabbed on to whatever idea was closest or or most convenient at the time. And they just hold on to this idea. And it's, it's... 
like my job as a you know media content generator and your your job as a radio person to, to sell them a better idea to show them that the idea you have is flawed and it's it's not exactly the best one i know you've got to hold on one of them well why don't you try this one instead you know just sort of a lot of these individuals i'm sure could be persuaded uh with with some with some sound uh persuasion and just sort of only some idea. of them are going to be the ideologues, right? A lot of them are just going to be those exactly. folks that we're talking about that are just frustrated and they're looking for an outlet. And that's what these protests serve for, for people. They're an outlet for that frustration. They, it feels good to get out there and have people honk and wave and you know acknowledge that they're on your side. That's, well, I think their actions are right in that they're getting out and doing something and they're standing up to the conventional norms of dealing with situations is to what write a letter to your senator or something like that <laughs> right. right like that's going to accomplish anything i think their actions are right yeah. i just think that a lot of the rhetoric and sort of the supplied rhetoric i think it has been wrong and that that i disagree with so it, you know hopefully over some time the two will <laughs> reach an area which i most most better agree with, but for now, I'm just trying to insert my own sort of ideas into the uh, the fray, if you will. And, and as you mentioned, you've been working on some uh, some kind of videos. Uh, what was it? Occupation compilation? Uh, Occupation uh, Chronicles. Chronicles, actually. thank you. Yes. Occupation Chronicles over at freekeen.com. You can see those there. Now, I don't know. Is there anything more we need to cover on these occupation, uh, the, the occupation news out there? I, for today, probably not. But the, right. I mean, it's an ongoing story. It sure, it sure is. And uh, certainly we'll keep you in the loop as we learn more. And uh, and if you're on the ground, wherever you are, whether it's New York City and Boston, Philly, uh, San Francisco, I hear there's one in Tampa as well. They're, these are popping up all over the place, yep. especially, again, as uh, things ramp up towards Saturday where there's supposed to be even more than there have been. Uh, the National Occupy event is happening on Saturday. So keep us in the loop with what you're observing. Maybe tell us about some of the conversations you're having with people. Uh, how are things going if you're actually out there on the ground? Uh, so – uh, you can do that at one eight five five four fifty free. In other news, there's a lot of other stuff to talk about in the world. It's not just the Occupy thing. Uh, Michigan. We've talked about Michigan before. It's a state. Yeah, they're having a real tough time there. Doing what, which 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 thing now? Which uh, facet? Well, the uh, the government uh, ec- economics. You okay. Know, cr- co- the, yes. ec- the, the the laws of economics are coming crashing in on these governments that. You know, they just want to keep spending like it's the good old days, and uh, they don't want to cut back on the government, the size of government. And so at some point, uh, you know, the people's housing values are dropping. They're not making as much money. Uh, the the values of the homes are driving in some areas like Detroit dropped precipitously. I mean, you can go yep. pick yourself up a new house or not a not a new house, but you can get a house for 10 grand uh, in Detroit. You can get them for a dollar. You could probably squat in a house for nothing. <laughs> yep, you absolutely could, which is probably a lot better deal than buying a house and then having to pay property taxes. Yeah, on. exactly. So, uh, you know, it's a real, real bad scene, especially in Detroit, where people have been just running for the hills for the last decade. Uh, Detroit used to be, it's probably been longer than the last decade, but you know, Detroit used to be a city of growth many, many years ago, and it is a dying city uh, at this point. Now, we're not specifically talking about Detroit in this case because Michigan as a whole is just in a real, real uh, bad bad place. Well, I think a lot of Michigan was dependent upon that that automobile industry. Not not only is the plant, obviously the GM plant or, or whatever, you know, they have subsidiaries that, that provide them with products and 
parts for the cars and stuff like that that are employing local people and, right. and, and giving a lot of not, jobs. If the plant's not building cars, then exactly nobody's going to be uh, working at those. The uh, whole supply know. chain is is just dead in water. Yeah, precisely. So, uh, so now this is taking place in an area called Highland Park, and I want to see if that's. I, I think that I'm not sure how close that is to Detroit. It may. Let's see. By the way, give you the number here one eight five five four fifty free. Oh, it came up with Highland Park, Massachusetts, so that's not very helpful. Uh, but there's, uh, you know, there's some problems, and in this case, it's an electric problem, in that the city isn't paying its electric bill. Now, what happens when you don't pay your electric bill? Well, the electric gets shut off. Yeah, actually, excuse me. This is a suburb of Detroit. It's not. It's not like the city of uh, Detroit. It's one of those kind of outlying suburb areas. Uh, maybe you can better describe it if you've actually been there. But it's it's certainly part of Detroit. Uh, according to the story here, the raw story, rawstory dot com, the majority of streetlights have been removed from one Michigan city that was having trouble paying its electric bill. So they they've been cut off the grid. They haven't actually been physically removed have they i'm pretty sure they're physically removing them wow dt energy company has already repossessed 1400 streetlights in highland park wow as part of a deal to forgive four million dollars in unpaid bills going back at least five years now when people buy like government bonds and treasury notes and things like that they think eh, it's the government of course they're going to pay right. or when somebody loans money like a bank uh loans money to the government they think well, the government they can tax people they're going to pay me back well now we're getting to a place where governments aren't able to pay back what they owe to its their creditors right who's buying bonds from from detroit municipalities right now i mean <sighs> what idiot is Some, doing that you got to be crazy if you're doing something <laughs> like that and so that is leaving these governments in a position where they have a you know a deficit of cash coming in. They certainly can't pay down any debts they've they've accumulated over the last few years. They owe in in some states billions of dollars, not local governments, but the states as a whole owe billions of dollars in just pension payments alone that they're behind on. That they are desperately trying to you know cover these these costs. And so for five years. The DTE Energy Company has been going pretty much unpaid by the city of Highland Park. That sounds like a good way to handle your problems. Once again, Ian. $4 million in unpaid bills. So, yeah, you know, you don't pay the power bill for a little while. They'll keep your power on. Eventually, they're going to come. They're going to shut it off. They're going to demand money from you. In this case... They know they can't get any money out of this, so they're like, oh, well, we'll, we'll Ian, just take the power think about polls. The, think about the politician's problem in this situation. Who wants to run for office saying, I'm going to take stuff away from you yeah. because we can't pay for it anymore? I mean, no one, no politician in their right mind is going to say something like that. And instead, they want to say, we'll spend more money to give you something because that's what you want, right? The company expects the rest of the work to be completed by the end of this month, again, pulling They've already pulled 1,400 streetlights. The city council calls the plan the Highland Park Lighting Improvement Project <laughs> well, <laughs> because it will replace 200 lights with more efficient models. Maybe we can outsource these lights or, or sell them to China. <laughs> we can sell products to China this time. Come yeah, on. Yeah, you have to wonder what the DTE company is, is going to do with this. I mean, What do you uh, do with streetlights? Put really? them in the warehouse somewhere? Well, yeah, what? <laughs> how how many times has this ever had to happen in the past? How many electric companies have actually had to go and repo a streetlight? 
Right. It's just mind-boggling. Mayor Hubert Yap said Tuesday, we're trying to keep costs down so the taxpayers don't have to pay extra money. City hopes that the reduction of service, and by the way, having a light at nighttime is, you know, it's usually a pretty good thing, especially if you're dealing with maybe, oh, I don't know, a, a high crime area. Uh, studies have shown that yeah. having, a, it was the studies over in uh, the UK showed that having a light was far more reductive of crime than having video cameras everywhere. Wow. Just having yeah. a light. It makes sense. So now they're going to pull hundreds and even thousands of streetlights out. With all the abandoned houses in the area, I'm sure that'd be great. Yeah. More coming up here. Got some more details on this. In fact, now that I know this is near Detroit, we'll go ahead and pull up some housing prices for Highland Park. and We'll see, awesome. where you, we'll see what it'll cost you to move into this lovely area. <laughs> Uh, 1-855-453. That's the toll-free number. 855-450-3733. Maybe you're up in the uh, Detroit area and you have some insight as to what's going on. Feel free to chime in or bring up anything you want. Free Talk Live Hour 2 is next. When the power goes out for any length of time, you've got problems, starting with food that's going bad, even in the freezer. No communications, living by candlelight or flashlight. It's a bad place to be. The solar flare cycle is heating up and has already done damage to the grid. NASA and NOAA tell us that next year and in 2013, it will take down large sections of the grid for days or weeks at a time. Hurricanes and floods also cut power for several days or weeks. You can protect yourself now. The SG-1 solar generator by Sound Wisdom produces 5,000 watts of household current, comes with 230 amp hours of battery, 220 watt solar panels, and a built-in battery maintainer desulfator. This is the only portable system you can add as many batteries or solar panels as you like. It will also convert power from windmills, water wheels, DC welders, or gas generators. Any source of 12-volt DC power. See it now at freetalklivesolar.com. Technicians are standing by now to answer your questions even during the Sunday night show. freetalklivesolar.com. Up anything you want. The toll-free number for you is 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And JJ. We invite you to our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that we give to you there totally free. Unlike those other talk shows, they want to charge you for their website, five, six, seven bucks a month. It's ours. It's yours for free. So ours is yours. What ours? What is ours is yours. How about that? Uh, our home is your home. You communist. Uh, so you can go and enjoy it. And uh, well, you know, I got no problem with people being communists on a voluntary basis. Sure. If somebody wants to share their stuff uh, equally somehow, I don't think it's really possible to do. As long as it's voluntary. But uh, that's you know that's their business. I don't care. And I think that uh, that's why I'm an advocate of the free marketplace and not. An advocate of one's system. I, I don't know what system is the best. I, I don't know what system is going to work. I don't even know if systems work. But uh, I do know that allowing people to try different things is a good idea. So uh, so one eight five five four fifty free is the number. For those of you just tuning in, we were sharing a story from rawstory.com about a what appears to be kind of a suburb of Detroit. But it's one of those things where it's its own city. It's right next to Detroit, though. So it's kind Urban of like sprawl, the basically. Yeah, yeah. So there's this uh, place called Highland Park, where the DTE Energy Company has already repossessed 1,400 streetlights as part of a deal to forgive four million dollars in unpaid bills going back at least five years. Now, 
Normally, a power company doesn't forgive an unpaid bill. Like, if you don't pay your bill, that's going to that's gonna travel with you. That's right. You're not going to be able to open up a new account. They're not going to just, you know, take your car and say, oh, okay, well, now you don't owe us anymore. In this case, they're taking power, they're taking lighting poles, I mean, basically lights down, street lights. I don't know if they're taking the whole pole down, but they're certainly taking the lights and they're saying to the city, okay, we're just going to take thousands of street lights and then we'll go ahead and forgive you this $4 million debt you owe us because we know you can't pay it. That's right. They can't because they don't have any money. No one wants to pay nope. taxes there because no one owns any houses. Well, I mean, some people still own houses. They're desperately trying to sell them right Ian, now. Ian, if I was to buy a house in, in Detroit or in this Highland Park area, what, what could I expect for a, a price to pay for a, a fine living arrangement? Well, now, that is a good question because if you want to figure, if you want to find that out for yourself, I'll give you some prices here. But if you want to find see this for yourself, go to Zillow.com. It's, that's got to be – they're not an advertiser, but uh, they should be because it's a great site. Uh, it's, it basically uses like a kind of a Google map kind of thing where you can see – uh, little little blips on the map that show you where the houses for sale are in any given area. So you punch in a, a location like Highland Park, Michigan, and uh, it comes up. It shows it to you, and uh, you can see houses in Highland Park for sale right now range all the way from four hundred. No, excuse me, one dollar, uh, which is actually going to be a bidding process for an auction. But there's one here for uh, five hundred dollars. There's another for four hundred. Uh, the higher end, you can still get a high end house for. 65 grand, 75, 80 grand, but most of these houses are in the $10,000 range for probably like more like five to $10,000. There's a couple there for 15, uh, but you, you could basically get, I was just looking at one a moment ago, $10,000. You, you've got a duplex. Wow. You can make money off of that. Wait. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I don't know if you're making money off of it, uh, but it's certainly at those prices, if there are people to rent to, in theory, you could make money off of it. Can you tell from this website if those homes are bank-owned or if they're their owner? I wish I could. It doesn't just. Dis- it does that. not reveal that information. But it uh, sometimes will tell you what the taxes are here, and I'm not seeing those either. Because that, that's kind of an interesting question, right? Is you know, Once you get into one of these cheapy houses, what is the city of uh, Detroit or Highland Park, in this case, going to actually jack you for on the tax bill? Yeah, isn't it the case where a lot of these homes that are have been foreclosed on and are basically owned or held by the bank, they, they have back taxes owed on them. So if you buy the oh, home, really? you have to pay the back taxes. And some of the bidding process homes, that's how it's done. Lovely. You get a home for a dollar, but you've got twenty five grand in back taxes to pay. So I was looking at this one that I, I mentioned was a $10,000 home where you get, um, it's basically a duplex and you, what's interesting to look at Zillow, uh, they, they have a little chart. So you can punch, uh, punch up you know, five years, ten years, one year. You can adjust the chart to see you know, what did this house cost five years ago. And, of course, just there's this pre- precipitous drop uh, over, over time in the value of these homes. I mean, there was one that was like $130,000 to start with five years ago. It's now $10,000. So it's just... It's, it's on sale. It's a fire sale of homes. It, the fire is right. Some of these homes do need a good coat of fire. I mean, they're really... A good coat of such, fire? They're, no, they're in such bad shape <laughs> because, uh, you know, you've got a place now where there's no street lights where already there was likely some level of crime going on because uh, people are... are I just think that's a funny way of saying it, though. A good coat it of is fire. Funny. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but what has happened is you've got crackheads 
people who are desperate for cash for drugs, for instance, going into these unowned homes or these owned homes that are just unoccupied and stripping uh, copper out of them. Yeah. So, I mean, they literally are taking everything but the kitchen sink out of this. They leave basically a shell of a home behind. It's, it's nothing more than a big box, essentially, for somebody to live in. I mean, in, in a case like that, it's probably more affordable. Were you to be crazy enough to actually buy this this property, it would probably make the most sense to just go ahead and raise the home. And by that, I mean destroy. Uh, to destroy the home and build it from scratch rather than trying to get in and like re-add copper pipes and retrofit all the stuff that's that's gone missing. That's why some of these things are, have a dollar price tag on That's them. That's right. In some cases, when people go in and strip a home, you you can't really know exactly what damage they did to certain internal components of the walls and such because until you go and strip off the walls and see what, you know, what, what they had to do to get that copper tubing out, you, know, you don't know. So the cost to repair these homes could be very expensive. Now, here's another interesting graph that they show you over at Zillow.com on some of these homes. There's a tax page. So you look at different uh, graphs. One is their estimate where they decide what the house is, is worth based on whatever factors they decide. The uh, listing price, so you can actually see you know, they started listing it at this price, now it's at this price, and it shows you how much it's dropped over time. And then what the tax paid amount has been on the home, in this, this one home that's $10,000, the tax paid on the home has gone up over the last two years. So there, whoever owns that piece of property in 2008 paid $1,800 in taxes, and in 2010, over $2,000 in taxes. So that's going the wrong direction. Yes. The, the housing prices are plummeting, yet the city is raising tax rates. They have to make money off of someone. Well, it's apparently it's not working out because they're having their lights repossessed. According to the story over at rawstory.com, uh, the city is trying to reduce their uh, electric service so they can pay uh, what they're currently paying more than $60,000 per month to only about $15,000 per month. Now, they haven't actually achieved reducing the electric bill. They're trying to. Uh, for obvious reasons, Highland Park residents have been worried about increased crime as the lights come down. A local businessman told the Detroit News that after they took the streetlights in front of my business, someone climbed onto my roof and stole an air conditioning unit. Wow. Says, I feel like... That is hardcore. That's... Yeah, I mean, there's money. There's big money there. And that's... I've been... We've been hearing about these things happening. Like, churches will just have AC units ripped off. And they must fetch at least a few hundred dollars on the black market because they're several thousand dollars brand new for these things. Uh, Especially commercial units. Who knows what you can get out of that. He says, I feel like I'm being punished. I'm always, uh, I've always paid my bills on time, but they took the streetlight away. Now, that's an interesting point, right? Because a lot of people will say, well, without the government, we wouldn't have running water. Without the government, we wouldn't have streetlights. Well, in Highland Park, you don't have streetlights, and you've still got a government. Yeah. A government that hasn't done anything for you uh, except completely you know, fleece you and extract money and, uh, and obedience from you. And now they take away one of the, the most crime-reducing things a government could do is put a light up somewhere. The police don't do crap for reducing crime, but lights actually do. Oh, we're not going to cut down the police department. We'll cut down on the street lights. And so you've got uh, all kinds of terrible things happening. And if we actually had a free market where protection services and uh, electrical services and street services and parking lot services were provided by the marketplace in every instance, then it would be up to that business owner, be up to the person who owns that property to put up whatever kind of lighting structures they felt was appropriate to keep their customers feeling safe. You, You don't go to a Walmart parking lot 
and have to, uh, you know, kind of find your your way through the dark to get to the front doors. The Walmart parking lot is well lit for a reason. Yep. More coming up here, 855-453. That's the toll-free number. This is Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com slash LC9. This is Free Talk Live. You may dial in toll-free, the number 1-855-453. That's 855-450-3733. And we invite you to our website over at freetalklive.com. Get signed up for the news updates. We'll clue you in whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You can find out via email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever way works best for you. Go to news.freetalklive.com and do that. It's free, of course. That's news.freetalklive.com. You've been hearing about Bitcoins on this program for a while now, and... Maybe you didn't quite know how to go about getting them. Well, now there's an easy way. You can get bitcoins by depositing cash at thousands of banking locations across the uh, across the U.S. And once you have your bitcoins, you can then use them to pay anyone in the world with no transaction fees or third parties getting in the way. It works just like a person-to-person cash transaction, but digitally over the Internet. Uh, learn more over at ExchangeBitcoins.com. You can get your hands on bitcoins through ExchangeBitcoins.com. Dot com. As we continue the news out of Michigan, things just keep spiraling down there. It's not getting better. The governments don't know what to do. They don't. Their answer is never, oh, we're the problem. Of course no. not. They're so narcissistic and, and basically they have their heads up their butt that they, they can't see the problem. They, they can't understand that. They got an office to be this... Uh, this uh, Guy in the town or woman on the town who's who holds some position of power and, and some sway and, and you know basically wields this this authority over people. So that what is happening in Highland Park is they have pulled the, the electric company has removed uh, approximately fourteen hundred of the, uh, the the street lights there, and the reason is because the city of Highland Park has decided that they're not paying. That uh, you know they 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 can't. They've well, got four million dollars in unpaid bills for the po- just to the electric company, just to the right. electric company. You mentioned, of course, they didn't cut back on how what they paid the police, but of course the the police are going to respond if they stop getting paychecks. Whereas the electric company doesn't have guns and the ability to use violence at at will and random. Wait, did you say the police will will continue to respond without a paycheck? No, I said the police would respond to the lack of paycheck uh, right. far quicker, I think, and and more <laughs> succinctly. Right, than they're going to the protest. Company. They've got their union, exactly, and all that. Yeah, the, the probably the electric company thought that they were going to get paid at some point. Oh, you know, it's t- it's tough times for the city of Highland Park, so we'll just we'll keep giving them service and we'll just hope that they start paying us at some point or some bailout. Yeah, but then four or five years later, nothing. And so and I'm actually we the question we were wondering about earlier was are they actually pulling the light poles out right and from the video that I'm uh looking at here on YouTube the answer appears to be uh yes I don't want to jump to a total conclusion here there's it's, it's an 8 minute yep <laughs> they, <laughs> they pulled are, the hole they are pulling entire light poles out that's right that's how you deal with this situation you say city 
Look at you got no light poles. Right. They've got nothing now. And I'm sure what they're going to do with those is either stick them in a warehouse or some, sell them off to some other power company that's doing an install. There somewhere. you go. Now, like I said, China would be great. China's building cities still. I don't right. know why, because no one lives in the cities. But what, regardless, <laughs> don't, don't think about them. that. Sell it to them. They'll put the light poles up. They'll be made in America. The Chinese will love it. According to the story here, people are, you know, the crime is already on the rise. The business owner having an air conditioner stolen off his roof uh, pretty much right after the light was taken. The businessman claimed that Highland Park police officer he spoke to after the robbery tried to use the opportunity to make a few extra bucks. He said he contacted me after about a week after my air conditioner was stolen and told me he'd make sure my place didn't get broken into if I paid him $650 every two weeks. Wow. Who who was this? A cop. A cop? Really? Wow, that's protection right there, man. Uh, The business owner gets it right. He says that's like paying protection to the mafia. He already paid the protection in his property taxes. Well, if he wants real protection, he's got to apparently (laughs) pay this police officer $650 every two weeks. See, private protection rackets, that's the way to go. Why Why doesn't he just find someone else that can provide it to him for like, you know, whatever amount, less than this cop? 400 bucks. Well, then again, six fifty every two weeks, that's not too bad. For security? Yeah, yeah I, I think doubt, so. I doubt that guy's going to be walking a beat around his uh, his place. I don't know. I, I, if if something happens, I'd be like going to this cop going, hey, you know, uh, something happened here. you got to make it right. right. Although uh, the mayor has denied the crime rate is up. City school board secretary said that at least three schools were broken into right after the lights were removed. Thankfully, DTE has agreed to put new lights in front of the schools, although they're not up yet. So... Yeah. It's for the kids. Wow. <laughs> wow. So what's going on where you live? What what kind of economic circumstances have the cities uh, and uh, state and county governments where you live been forced into by their inability to change, by their their demands that they stay the same, that we must keep the status quo, nothing will change with us, our budgets will be the same, in fact, higher next year than they are this year. We're restricting ourselves by not increasing budgets by 5%, but only by 2%. That's right. You know, that's their idea of a cut, just so you know. Yeah, they, they restrict the amount it grows. That's, Correct. That's a cut. And that's just the kind of crazy governmental uh, talk that you have to deal with when you listen to these people. If a politician says he wants to cut government, don't just take him at his word. That's probably what he means. Cut the growth. One eight five five four fifty free. That's the toll free number here. Uh, as we continue, uh, by the way, uh, you know, housing prices in the Detroit area just. I don't know how long some of these things have been on the market here. That's another thing you can actually get off of uh, Zillow is the the amount on the market. There's one there's been there. Uh, let's see, they want they they want eighty thousand dollars. No wonder it's been on on there so long. Three hundred ninety five days, so over a year. And it's like that around here, by the way. The prices are are much higher in in Keene, but there's some houses that have been on the market here for. There's one down the street from me that's been on the market for three years, and it's it's, it's going to stay there. I think it's dropped fifty thousand dollars since they put it on uh, on the market. So it's it's a good time for buyers, but then again, one could say that buyers might have a better time in another year if they just keep waiting. Commercial properties are supposed to be going next as well as far as uh, prices dropping off the, the radar. And uh, by the way, here, commercial property uh, taxes have been uh, going up. Yeah, they jacked uh, the commercial property owners real good this time around. And what do you know? One of the restaurants is going out of business now. Their That's lease, right. Their lease is up. It's a major chain in the Northeast called the 99. Uh, they're, they've been here ever since I've been here in Keene. 
And basically, you know, it's one of those uh, business leases, so they take them in five-year terms. And these guys are just saying, yeah, we're just not coming back. It's not because they're empty. I was in there the other night having dinner for the, you know, the last time uh, at this restaurant. They were busy. They've, I've never seen that place not have clients in it. Hmm. So it's not like they don't have business. It's just that they've determined that it's just not worth it. It's not worth it to do business in Keene because likely the rent's too high. Yep. And there are other places here in town where uh, there's there's this thing that was kind of like a little mini mall. I know some people say it's not a mall, but it's got a food court and it's got bathrooms. It's all indoors. It's got bathrooms. Okay. It technically qualifies as a mall. It's like this two-story former mill. And when, when I moved here five years ago, it was relatively busy. There were stores all throughout it. Maybe one or two empty uh, locations in there. Now the entire second floor is pretty much uh, wiped out, and there's maybe three or four businesses left in the whole place. Wow, I haven't been in there in a while. Yeah, well, there it's you go. That bad. Right? Well, yeah, I guess my, the market determined that I didn't need to go in there for whatever I was going to purchase. Yeah, exactly. So there's like a video game store, a bookstore that has reduced its square footage. They, the bookstore moved to a smaller location in the same building, and uh, there's you know like one restaurant, two restaurants, and Jeez. that's it. Sad, so, sad times. And there's another building right next to it, another commercial property that is mostly empty. It's there's more empty spaces than than uh, than rented spaces, and they're still raising rents. They're raising property taxes. It's not going to help. They have less people paying. They need to. One eight five five four fifty freeze the toll free number. You can bring up what you want as the economy spirals down. This is Free Talk Live. All around the world, people are achieving success and making their dreams come true. You can be one of them. Whether it's wealth, happiness, business, or relationships, the only thing keeping you from achieving your goals is the desire to be successful and the know-how to achieve it. At allsuccessclub.com, you'll find the information you need to succeed from those who've already achieved it. Set your life on the path to success now at allsuccessclub.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. 1-855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number, 855-450-3733. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And JJ. We invite you to our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features. They're free. The Strand of Female Listeners is one of those features. You can see the lovely ladies that have sent in their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners of this program. Shrine.freetalklive.com. We'll take you there. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Now, have you ever been the victim of an injustice and decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive? I can say that I have. Jurisdictionary.com is the course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use court's rules. And until you know those rules, you're going to be fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And the four-city course is so easy, the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. You can visit Jurisdictionary.com, download their free tools like their tips and tactics newsletters, free legal dictionary, free videos, and buy their course. Of course, it's Jurisdictionary.com. Use their pull-down menu and select Free Talk Live so they know that you heard it here. Jurisdictionary.com. Since we're talking about cops, you've got a story. That's right. I've got a story. New York. Yeah, NewYorkDailyNews.com. We fabricated drug charges against innocent people to meet arrest quotas, former detective testifies. Uh-oh. 
That's I used right. to know a former uh, New York detective, and one of the things he testified to me was that every one of them was corrupt. Every cop in New York that he knew was in some way, shape, or form corrupted. Uh, I, I can I can actually see that because yeah. they all work for the state, and the state is a corrupt organization. A former NYPD narcotic detective snared in a corruption scandal testified it was common practice to fabricate junk, drug charges against innocent people to meet arrest quotas. The bombshell testimony from Stefan Anderson is the first public account of the twisted culture behind the false arrests in Brooklyn South and Queens narc squads, which led to the arrests of eight cops and a massive shakeup. Wow. Anderson testifying under a, under cooper, under a cooperation agreement with pro- prosecutors was busted for planting cocaine, a practice known as flaking, on four men in a Queens bar in 2008 to help out a fellow cop, Henry Tavares, whose buy and bust activity had been low. Tavares was was worried about getting sent back to patrol and, you know, the supervisors getting on his case. Quote, he recounted at the corruption trial of Brooklyn South narcotics detective Jason Albany, Arbany, I think something like that. I had decided to give him, Tavares, the drugs to help him out so that he could say he had a buy. Anderson testified last week in a Brooklyn Supreme Court. He made clear he wasn't about to pass off the two legit arrests he had made in the bar to Tavares. As a detective, you still have a number to reach while you are in the narcotics division, he said. (laughs) NYPD officials did not respond to a request for comment. Right, so it's just such a crazy uh, situation where... The idea is, well, as long as you've got people that you're arresting, you must be helping, right? You must be doing a good thing. And no, clearly the incentive becomes to arrest people because that's what you're asking them to do. That's right, because the paperwork or the quotas or whatever your boss demands, that's what needs to be met. It's not the law. It's not doing the right thing. It's not saving and protecting people. At this point, your job is simply a numbers game, and you have to make those numbers look good for your supervisor. Sick. It's the same thing that prosecutors do. You know, They want to have numbers, too. They want to have all a bunch of convictions so they convict innocent people left and right, in this case. Not only are they convicting innocent people in the courtroom, but they're the innocent people are being set up by the police in the first place. Yes. Uh, and, uh, the story goes on. Anderson worked in the Queens and Brooklyn South narcotics squads and was called to stand at Arbany's bench trial to show the illegal conduct wasn't limited to a single squad. Quote, did you observe him? Did you observe with some frequency this practice, which is taking someone who was a seemingly not guilty of a crime and laying the drugs on them? Quote, Justice Gustin Reibach. Asked Anderson, yes, multiple times, he replied. The judge pressed Anderson on whether he had ever gave thought to the damage he was being inflicted on the innocent. It was something I was seeing a lot of, whether it was from supervisor or undercovers and even investigators, he said. It's almost like you have no emotion with it. That they wow. attach wow. That's right. Here's this quote. Here's this quote. Quote, it's almost like you have no emotion with it. That they attach the bodies to it. They're going to be out of jail tomorrow anyway. Nothing is going to happen to them anyway. Quote. What? They think that this is this is With a non cocaine thing. possession? Right, right. They're gonna be out of jail tomorrow. No, Ian, don't worry about it. Listen, this is not a felony oh, it's not listen, it might be a felony conviction, but it's just numbers. We're just moving bodies around. What's the big deal? Yeah. Man, how disconnected can you be? How can someone like a police officer not understand what they're doing to people? How how can you not empathize with the victims in these cases and say to yourself, because I know a lot of these cops probably think of themselves as good people. Well, I think they they think of themselves as good cops. Yeah. 
and cops aren't aren't necessarily people. There, there's a human being in a cop's uniform. Yes, that's true. But this this human being takes on the form of words on paper and procedure words on paper, and then takes these words and makes them action and and holds people accountable and. That's that's the problem. And turns right off there. his empathy yes, at the same time. Exactly. You, you have to be you have to be insulated from any kind of ability to empathize, to feel as the person you're dealing with is feeling in order to do something like this. To be so dishonest as to plant drugs on somebody who didn't have drugs in the first place and uh and then take that person into a cage. Like the the level of sickness there is almost indescribable. Indeed. The, the story ends here. Uh, the city paid $300,000 to settle a false arrest suit by Jose Colon and his brother Maximo, who were falsely arrested by Anderson and Tavares. A surveillance tape inside the bar showed that they had been framed. A federal, a federal judge presiding over the suit said the NYPD is plagued by widespread falsification by arresting officers. So so a couple guys managed to get out of it because there happened to be video footage That's right. proving that they were innocent. Otherwise, you're dealing with the same old story of the cop's word versus the person's word. Who's going to believe on a jury, unfortunately, the person? They're not going to believe the the, the the individual who's been arrested because, well, they've been arrested. They must be a criminal and the police are, uh, you know, they're angels. So therefore, uh, we'll believe whatever the cops tell us. That's just how it goes in these courtrooms. Yeah, once again, video saves the day. And again, it just shows you that this is why the police don't like cameras. This is why the police react so right, because violently they, in cases. Because the, the cameras show the tip of the iceberg. That's yep. all cameras show, and, and we've said this for years on Free Talk Live, is that examples like this, where cops get caught red-handed doing something, you have to ask yourself, how often is this going on? This cop says all over the place. Yep. This cop says this is standard operating procedure for these police. Yep, and I think so, anybody, anybody in New York who's, who's arrested with this sort of lawsuit definitely needs to see about using this sort of case as precedents to get out of whatever their the problems they're in. Take it. Don't take the plea deal. Mm-hmm. Once again, don't take that plea deal that they're going to offer you because that's what their game is. They're going to plant drugs on you, and then they're going to try to get you to take this plea deal in which they bump it down to a misdemeanor, right. and you which only have to did. pay six hundred dollar fine. They did that to the guys left and right in the prison, there, the jail that I was in. They were yep. coming in there for selling a bag of pot to somebody at a college campus in there for four to six months. Plead it, uh, pled it, you know, pled it down from a felony to uh, to a misdemeanor. And who can blame anybody for that? No one. Wants to be a felon because being a felon right. means you're screwed hardcore for the rest of your life. Let's go to Rich. He's listening in Tennessee. Rich, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and JJ. Hey, hey, uh, sorry guys, I was on another call and I just came back. Here you are. Go ahead, sir. But I heard you say my name briefly. Um, hey, I want to ask you. Um, how do you? How does? How does? Um, I'm I'm pretty clear on the foreign policy and a lot of other issues with uh, the libertarian side of things. But how does how does it work where? Um, you know, monopolies begin, and I mean, how do how do we? I'm a liber- I consider myself libertarian, but how do we deal with that issue of of you know companies colluding and you know like the banks do basically? How, what would be the answer from a free market perspective? It's a great question. So, you, what you want to look at is how it is that monopolies happen in the first place, and in the current world that uh, we occupy. And I'll tell you what, I'll bring you back here. We can continue this discussion in a moment. In the current world the, uh, that we occupy, monopolies are granted. So, like the power company? Yep. That's a government-granted monopoly. You, you can't just go out and create a power company and start running lines. 
you've got to have the government to give you approval for that. Uh, a lot of cases, like a cable company, these sort of one-size-fits-all phone providers, these are monopolies allowed by government. So how would the free market change that? There's more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Stouffer's, helping bring your family together with wholesome dinner options, even on the busiest of nights. Find dinner table ideas to bring your family together at letsfixdinner.com. To get kids involved in dinnertime conversation, ask specific questions, not broad ones. Instead of what happened today at school, try what was the best thing that happened today. The more specific you are, the more they'll have to say. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Dial in toll-free at 1-855-450-FREE. That is 855-450-3733. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And JJ. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Do enjoy the features there. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us. Head over to shop.freetalklive.com. And that's where you can uh, you can help Free Talk Live by going to Amazon. There's Amazon links there for different countries. You click into the right Amazon link for you and get your shopping taken care of. Order whatever it is you're looking for, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase price, whether it's brand new or used. You sell used stuff through uh, you can buy used stuff and sell things through Amazon. So whenever you're buying through Amazon, go through shop.freetalklive.com. Just make that your habit, and it'll just be your regular Amazon experience. Just Free Talk Live gets a cut of the sale when you enter through shop.freetalklive.com. As we go back to Rich in Tennessee, uh, Rich, you're back on Free Talk Live now. You had asked a question, and it's a good question, about monopolies. Uh, a lot of people are concerned, especially if you go out to like an Occupy protest. That's right. People there, not fans of Monopoly, and for good reason. Monopolies are, are terrible. Are you still with us, Rich? Yes, I'm still with you. Thanks. So so we're looking at the question of monopolies in a free market uh, as compared to today. And the important thing to remember is that today the reason we have monopolies is because of governmental protections. Uh, it's also the reason why we have uh, successful cartels. Like, for instance, in some in, – you mentioned collusion earlier. In some industries, businesses, there are so few of them, they can combine essentially and you know basically set prices at a certain level – and collude, so to speak, to uh, to to jack people around. Well, we have the the OPEC, which the last letter of OPEC stands for cartel, cartel. isn't it? Mm-hmm. So right. So basically, as long as the government is there to prevent new upstarts and innovators, uh, people who want to try, you know, try their hand at a particular industry from jumping in and competing. You've essentially got a closed marketplace, so you can't just go and open up another, uh, you know, protection service. You can't go and open up another power company. You can't go. You know, there are a lot of things you just can't do, or else men with guns are going to come and stop you from doing it. So essentially, it's the government that creates monopolies by granting favors. Uh, the people in government grant favors, political favors, to the people that they know, the people in business that they know, and protect them from. Any real significant competition, because if your only competition is the same guy that's been across town for the last 60 years, odds are good. Neither of you are going to do any real innovating because, you know, you've been around for a while and everybody's comfy. He's got his clients. You've got your clients. 
yeah, there's no real reason to really do any significant R and D development and uh, and put put something on the line and take a risk. Whereas a new upstart is going to be taking a total risk because they're starting with zero. They've got no clients. They uh, you know they've got to have a totally new business plan and uh, and new ideas. So my point is basically that in the absence of the government and their protection, their vibes, their violent protection services that they offer to people in business, then you would have a true free market where anyone would be free to compete with any perceived monopoly or you know or big business uh, provider at any time that they wanted to they wouldn't have to ask permission they just have to you know rent their facilities or buy their facilities and get started well also in a free a truly free market a, a company that's perceived as a monopoly is is usually going to be there because people are really like the product or service they provide because if people have a right. choice if there's market opportunity, if people can start a new business to compete with this company that has such a bad reputation that has boycotts against it, they're going to probably find a lot of support. But what we have now in this regulated market structure is it's so difficult to get a, a new upstart going in, in so many fields because of the regulations and all the, the tax uh, loopholes you have to jump through or, or, or hoops on fire or whatever you want to call it and all the regulations you have to meet for your employees and oh, then uh, then of course nightmare. it gets into your facility and, and if you're providing food well then there's a health code and then there's you know fire prevention inspections and all kinds of different sort of uh, issues that you have to deal with that the, the state has basically made it difficult well each one of those points you mentioned is a point at which they can just stop you dead in your tracks yes and so, therefore, protect the existing businesses. So, does that make sense to you, Rich? It does. And thank you so much for, for answering that question. I, and it's really it's the illusion that people have. They think that uh, you know monopolies are, are bad, but actually, people <clears throat> they could do that. But then all these other companies they are bad. They the are. thing is, to be able to stomp them out a whole lot easier by having the free market allow to come and compete with against them, and the, the, the fact that they could lower their prices or give other benefits would. Would out would would uh, outdo that every time. Yeah. So the only way a government can a monopoly can truly exist is with the coercion of the state backing it up. And that that also includes intellectual property too. There's a lot of people. There's who, a monopoly on uh, on ideas, basically. Right, right. Exactly. Where you can have this idea that maybe it's simple and anybody can have, could have thought it up, but you once you patent it, you can decide who can produce that that uh, product or service and who can't. And that that actually really hurts development of uh, products because and thanks rich for the call because in the absence of those patents and uh, copyrights and things like that you could have a much more robust level of competition in those uh, those areas definitely it would definitely come down to product and service instead of well i can get this one item through this one company or i can get a computer uh, competing uh, item that's really not the same from this company and you're basically left with you know the left right scenario and the manufacturers have to really hustle if they are in a you know non uh, intellectual property situation where is, they know that as soon as they release something it's going to be reverse engineered resold as some other exactly. uh, property so they know they've got to come up with the next and best you know the next best thing and the next greatest thing sure Shortly after that, to keep their reputation up, and I think it's not only the product that they're coming up with, but I think what you're going to see in a truly free market, in which IP does not exist, I think you're going to see a much better level of service, support, and just additional features, additional benefits. Like uh, instead of just buying a cell phone and getting your your cell phone service, maybe they'll offer like car service. If you're out on the street and your 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 car breaks down, you can use your cell phone provided car service instead of AAA to get some help or a tow or some. You know, there'll be much more inner workings because people are going to want to sell you something that you can buy anywhere. 
But you're going to have to decide, do I want to buy it from this person because of the service they provide or because of the price or the convenience? So there's going to be a lot more options in the marketplace. Choices are good. Let's go to – that's one of the things the market is great at providing. When it's free, in the absence of that freedom, then your choices are severely restricted and you end up with what we have today with these big corporate rulers that uh, are so tied in and in bed with the government that there's no chance that you can compete with them at any significant level. And then you get people in the streets angry about corporations when they really should be angry that corporations are, are essentially an extension of the government and are teamed up with the government so they can all rule, they can all of them in tandem, this kind of oligarchical situation, uh, rule over us. So if you want to get rid of corporations, you have to get rid of the corporation that creates the corporations, which is the state. And, of course, they're all just ideas. The state doesn't really exist. It's, yeah. it's just something that people believe in. Yep. Let's go to Mark in Brazil. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey. Hey. What's on your mind? So uh, I wanted to talk about, there was a podcast uh, this week the other night about a guy talking with his dad about if you some place, that means you implicitly uh, consent to all the laws in that place. Yeah, if you and, move to a place uh, that you to... somehow agree to a magical social contract. Go ahead. Right. And I wanted just to provide a, a couple of, of thoughts on that. You know, one is that point of view is very singular in in, in terms of how it looks at your decisions. That if, if what you use to de- decide as to where you're go- going to go is merely a function of the laws in that place, and in fact, obviously there are lots of other motivating factors that, that are taken into consideration. And a very simple example I, I would give is, uh, you know, let's say that you you have your sick mother that you want to take care of, and she lives in another state. Uh, you're moving there to take care of your sick mother, not because those are the laws that you want to go and accept. No so one moves because of the laws. I mean, for the most part, if people move because of laws, it's because they're leaving bad laws. Like they, you know, their taxes have gone too high. Uh, things have gone a little bit crazy with the system. And so they, they feel the pressure because of the bad laws. And then they just try to find a, play, a place where those laws don't exist. But that doesn't mean they've read all the laws there and are completely apprised of what they are. Yeah. The, the other example I'd like to give is, like, imagine one of these guys, what if, what if they're operating one of those help hot, hotlines, and, and a, a lady calls up who's, like, uh, she's being battered at home, right? She has her kids she takes care of, but she's very some guy who's a, who's a jerk, and he, and he beats her, and he's calling it, she's calling and asking for help. The, the response from that status guy would be, well, you married him, right? You've consented to that behavior, and you're staying in the house. You consent to being beaten. Yeah, I mean, there's five other houses with angry men in them that you could move to. (laughs) Why don't you just move to one of those? Well, even more more importantly, the person is obviously she's not there because that's what she's consenting to. She's there because maybe she has no other options or maybe she's very concerned about her kids and can't do anything about them. Right, maybe she feels like she's, she's afraid to leave. Exactly. So she's there staying for kids. Not she's not consenting to the beating. So I, this argument, like, oh, you move to that place, that those laws. I, I, I think that there are a lot of holes in it. That if, if I think, you think we, oh, about yeah. all the other factors, it's it's not so simple. I think what you'll find is is people will move to a new place for for laws only when they really think about business aspects. Mm. If someone's just moving to a place to be a, a you know a W two wage slave type worker, they're not really going to consider that except for maybe your income tax and sort of things like that. But if you're a business owner and when you move to an area, you want to think about property taxes, you want to think about your tax rate, you want to think about a lot of different regulations. So maybe that's more of the mindset. Mark, great points tonight. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. All the way from Brazil. 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Hour 3 is up next. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts about whatever you want. It's Free Talk Live. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Live, and you can dial in toll free, take control of the airwaves at 1 855 450 free. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 855 450 3733. Still to come here tonight, another police related story. This one involves your car and the things you have inside of it and the police's relationship with that. <laughs> wow, what a teaser. We'll explain here in a moment, but first, Frank is on the line in New York. Frank. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and JJ. Hello there. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Well, Hello. welcome back to Freedom, Ian. How was the... Uh, uh, I was glad to hear that you were uh, released. Well, thank you, Frank. It's not really freedom because uh, we're not free, uh, but it's more free. It's free-ish in You get to be at your home, Ian. That well, is nice. I get to sleep it? in my own bed. So good. It's a larger, well, listen, much more comfortable you... prison. Yes. Have you given any thought to doing a malfeasance case against the judge? I mean, I think you have... The ideal grounds. For you know, that. I love all these people who call in, and I know your intentions are the best. I, I, I really appreciate everyone who calls in and says, you know, Ian, you guys, uh, and, and everybody else has been abused by the system around here because it's certainly not just me, uh, but you activists, you've got great cases. You can just go and sue the city. And uh, yeah, I don't know how to do that stuff. Uh, I, I don't, think the judge. I don't have the money. The I, I don't have the money that I want to spend on doing that because I don't want to give the courts money yeah. to have them basically kick it back in my face and say, thanks for the application fee, and uh, no. So I don't want to do that. And no lawyers that I've ever talked to about any of the things that have happened here, no matter how in your face, how obviously tyrannical, how obviously unconstitutional, the lawyers basically say – yeah, you're not going to pay us? Uh, well, we're not going to take the case. Which basically you know is them saying it. that they don't think they can yeah. win the case. Because if they thought yeah, they could well, win I it... Think you, I think they could win the case very easily. However, I well, think... Then there's no, request... there's no lawyers beating down my door saying, Wow, Ian, you've got a really great case here. I could make a lot of money off of this. If you just let me take the case... That that would be really nice if we actually had like a you know a bunch of liberty oriented lawyers clawing over themselves. Hell, I don't even care if they're liberty oriented or not. I just want lawyers that are hungry to take state money yeah. for winning right. cases. Good period. hungry lawyers. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but the lawyers have enough business from people that are just trying to take a plea deal. So why would they want yeah, to come but you and know like what, Ian, I work? I tell you, there are many there are many uh, law schools with law faculty members that you know do work on the side. Uh, you know, we're not talking about a pro bono case. We're talking about a case whereby, uh, you know, there would be uh, financial compensation. And I would say this, uh, what you should do is do uh, a money bomb where you go on the Internet and you ask people to kick in, you know, 5 or 10 or $20. And, you know, when the whole thing is done after, you know, things are done, maybe, you know, some of that money could be, you know, sent back to the people, because ultimately all you need is the uh, attorney to go for it. And it seems to me like an open and shut case. And you know what? As long as no one's willing to adjudicate it, this is going to happen again and again and again and again. (sighs) 
And it you know, does think, happen yeah. again and again. Yes, and it does. no one is willing to uh, to take these cases without thousands of dollars. The last guy that uh, that spent money on a case like that spent fifteen thousand dollars on an attorney, and he lost. And yeah, then he would have well, had to spend another twenty if he wanted to appeal it. Did he appeal? He didn't appeal then. No, hell see, no. See, <laughs> he just lost is, fifteen grand. Would yeah. you want to appeal in that circumstance? I would. I would. Well, maybe you've just got thousands of dollars sitting around. Most people no, don't. No, I don't. Actually, I wish I did. But what I'm going to say is this: uh, you know, I think your your cause was just, and I just am amazed that you know, for nothing, for no criminality for no violation of the law, you know, you were put in prison for, what, three months? Four uh, months? I was uh, sentenced to 360 days for standing in front of a police car for so-called obstructing government administration, and uh, then they suspended 270 days of that 360-day uh, sentence. It was a 90-day... still how many months? In 90, jail? Days in, uh, 90 days in jail, got out at two-thirds, so I got out after 58 days. But that's still, that's still a tremendous loss of your liberty and yeah, time and... Money and effort. The only thing is, I have to tell you, I think you're. I, I admire the activism and the activists in New York. I've been up to the protest on Wall Street several times, and what's amazing is that you know the media is not covering it, but there are Teamsters and airline pilots unions and teachers unions and people and students and professors. It's an amazing cross section of uh, the culture. And, you know, it's, you know, it's sad that the courageous young protesters that are, for the most part, obeying the law, when the police are directing them into the traffic of the Brooklyn Bridge, and if they refuse, the police orders they're arrested, and then they're arrested for, you know, uh, blocking traffic, you know, in the traffic lane, yet the police led them into that. I mean, that is mm. criminal. Or Officer Tony Baloney of the New York Police Department spraying that spray. young mm. innocent student with her hands behind her back, uh, spraying her when she really did nothing to deserve that abuse. I think Tony Baloney should be brought to trial for, you know, police brutality. And I think the FOP should be paying the cost that you come out of the police pensions. And then you'd see the police, when they're starting to lose their own equity through their misconduct and malfeasance, then they'd be very careful about obeying the law. Well, until, I, think, I tend to think you're right about that, happens. but I just don't see any attorneys who are chomping at the bit to take those cases. And uh, I thank you, Frank, for the call at one eight five five four fifty free. That's toll-free, brought to you by SACL CAI, 855-450-3733. I'll share an email here from one attorney that I've approached with the idea of taking on the case, not my case, but the case about uh, our friend Jason Town. Ali, co-host on the show occasionally, sure. uh, was arrested. Derek, also another uh, host on the show. Both of uh, Two of our hosts arrested within the last few months here in Keene for the vicious crime of having a video camera dun, in dun, dun. a court lobby. That's know, what we're right? talking about here. So it's a violation, clearly, of the freedom of the press. And it's also a violation of a state statute or whatever that says you're supposed to have access to governmental information. With elect- You're supposed to be able to record that information. And it's a violation of the Glick decision, which says that you, sh- you should be able to record government bureaucrats in the course of their duties. But none of that matters. You can show all the c- court cases you want to these bureaucrats, and they'll just, the enforcement agents, they don't care. The same thing goes with the, the New, York, New York City police officcers, and that the, the, the police know that they can get away with all of this, even with the Like the planting footage. drugs and stuff Yeah, like well, the, the, planting, the planting drugs is something different, but I'm talking about the protests and the abuses that they've they've uh, displayed oh, yeah. on, on the video cameras, that I, the video footage I've seen, 
And it's it's just the police aren't really afraid of that because they know they're going to get away with whatever they have to get away, away with. Mayor Bloomberg certainly isn't going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Their their chiefs aren't going to do anything but pat him on the back for uh, getting up early in the morning to beat the protesters. You know they're waiting for that tomorrow morning, too, to kick them out of that park. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's a bunch of, of uh, jacked up, jacked up uh, teston- testosterone ripped They're probably officers. out pounding down the beers right now in preparation for it. Oh, yeah. We're going to... Show those protesters just just what the boots of force are all about. So here's the email I got from a, from a lawyer regarding the situation of folks being arrested in the media uh, at courthouses. He says, I understand your frustration. I take pro bono cases or significantly reduce my fees when I can, usually in the criminal defense realm because that's my primary practice area. Right now, I simply can't. And, you know, I get it. These guys have to make money. They have to make a living, too. I understand that. But the fact that they don't think they can make money off of a case where members of the news media are being arrested for having a video camera in a public place, the fact that they don't think that there's money in that case makes me think, okay, well, I certainly don't want to spend – if the lawyer doesn't want to spend his time on it, on a speculation or a contingency – Oh, it's too much work, Ian. That's why. It's too much work. He wants the simple ambulance chaser case where he displays seven different items, uh, he proves something once, and then uh, he gets his money, his paycheck. Well, a lot of lawyers are like that. I'm not going to say that's this one and that's how he is, but a lot of lawyers would want to take the easy road. He says, now, I don't know exactly what the rule says. Can people record if they file a prior motion? If they can record if they file a previous motion, I don't see getting an injunction to change that. If there's an out-and-out ban, a petition in the lower court and eventually the state Supreme Court would run between four to $5,000. That's a lot of money to go challenging the state when they go... You know, just overstepping whatever boundaries are there. Yep. Not, not only overstepping boundaries, but they're creating new laws and new uh, new procedures by judicial fiat. Yeah, by exactly by fiat, which really just goes to show how crazed the America. system is. Right. So this man in a robe writes down on a piece of paper an order saying right. you can't bring electronic devices in, and then in the to get a, even a chance at overturning that, you have to go and hire a lawyer and spend thousands upon thousands of dollars? Hey. How is anyone supposed to get justice that's not in, you know, incredibly wealthy? It's, it's just absolutely absurd. We're coming here with your thoughts at 855-453. It's Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything toll-free at 1-855-453. That's 855. You fall asleep there, buddy? I almost lost it there. 1-855-450-3733. That's the toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. And we invite you to our website as well, where you can get interactive in various different ways, including in our chat room, uh, which is built into the same page as the webcam. So you can actually watch, listen to the show, and chat with others at the same time. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to accomplish that. It's free. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Now, get together with other liberty-minded people if you want to achieve liberty in your lifetime. What other plan is going to work? That's why, JJ, you and I made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Sure enough getting together with other people that get it they understand what freedom is and moving to a place where the native population tends to get it a little more often than the average person across the uh, the united states so it's good to be well, here in new hampshire we don't really talk about it a lot because I, I maybe it just slips past us maybe it's so uh we're too close to the subject but part of the reason people move here 
is the voluntary family that that comes about. There's a lot of individuals and there's a lot of people you can network with, and, and somehow through some way, each person forms their own sort of uh, bonds with their own friends and mm-hmm. forms their own voluntary family, and they they have great lives here. You know, community members and people. There's get a along real community here that really is well. never I've never experienced anywhere else. I was much more of a, a homebody when I lived down in Florida. I didn't go out to, to do much of anything. And here I find myself all over doing various different things. It's much, it's much easier to get involved. The community in general is smaller, much more intimate. Uh, you see people on the streets. You know, in Keene, New Hampshire, there's only twenty five thousand people. So you see the same people over and over again. It's it's so small that you can you can get to know even some of the police and who they are. You see the same same ones yep. over and over again. Uh, so get together with other like minded people. Concentrate your activism in the same place and watch as amazing things will unfold that uh, you've never even maybe even imagined possible. Go to freestateproject.org to learn more. Get signed up. That's freestateproject.org. Let's talk to Sylvester calling all the way out from Bakersfield, California, listening on. XM Satellite Radio. Hey, Sylvester. Sylvester. Hello. Hey, you're on the air. I, I guess it's me. Yeah, go hey. ahead. Hey, um, I heard just in passing on, on our show today that that park that the people are protesting in is owned by um, some high up relatives in uh, in the political arena. I I didn't catch the whole thing of what they were talking about, but I'd be interested to know what the name of the park is. And who owns that park? You're talking about in New York City? It's Zuccotti Park. The one that they're going to hose down tomorrow. How do you spell that, Zuccotti, by the way? It's Z-U-C-C-O-T-T-I. Some kind of dish? I'm looking it up right now. It's called Liberty Park, Lower Manhattan. Sounds like something you'd eat for dinner. 33,000 square feet. They're probably serving that down there right now. Yeah, so what did you want to find out? You wanted to find out who owns it and whether or not they're it's connected. owned by Brookfield Office Properties. Yeah, I, what my, my thinking is that the people who own the park are actually not only just people occupying this park, but the people who actually own the park are backers of the movement. Um, well, not apparently, because they are obviously working with the city at this point to evict people from the park tomorrow morning, and then they will be enforcing the park rule. They will be enforcing city ordinances in that park. So well, I guess that's just because they're urinating and, and defecating on the on the park grounds because they don't have facilities. Is that true? No one's brought a porta potty out there. That's what I heard. Wow. Yeah. Well, I don't know what their reasoning is, or maybe the city's coming down on the private private entity. I mean, there's always that possibility. Maybe if they did support the protesters, they only supported them because the city was was not uh, coming down hard on them. And now maybe the city uh, is you know coming up with the potential violations that well, you know, if you don't get rid of these protesters, we're going to find you for this and that, and we'll violate your other properties well, or or whatever. Like Who knows? you said, it's, it's been going on a month now, so things are starting to get more serious. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, they. I think they're trying to do this in time for Saturday when there's supposed to be major turnout at uh, the various different uh, Occupy protests around the country. I think they're trying to head that off at the the center of it all, which is of course the uh, the Wall Street one. I'm interested to uh, to see Saturday come. I love the network, you guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Uh, appreciate you being out there, Sylvester, and uh, thanks for the call tonight. One eight five five four fifty free. That is the toll free number here. As we go to the phones here, continuing actually on screen call. Uh, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hi, Ian. Hey, it's, it's it sounds like Mama Allie. Hey, 
It is. How are you, baby? Doing well. Uh, Mama Allie, for those of our listeners that uh, may not have heard your voice before, you uh, kind of made a splash a couple of years back as you were operating a, an underground kitchen in Savannah, Georgia at the time called Savannah Last Biscuit, operating 24-7, uh, doing food delivery service to the Savannah area. And uh, doing it very heroically and for the, for a long time without police intervention, uh, they did end up kind of coming your way eventually, as, as tends to be the case when people don't jump through a bunch of arbitrary political hoops. But what's on your mind tonight? Baby, I just wanted to say this is the first time I've been off the grid for a while, and it's really good to hear your voice on the air again. Oh, thanks. I'm glad you're free. Now, you were in jail for a long time, too. I think you were in much longer than I was. Uh, isn't that yeah, right? Yeah, actually, I was heard you did 58 days. I did 55. 55. Mm-hmm. And now, I bet our circumstances were a little bit different. Uh, I don't imagine southern jails yeah. are too, uh, well, let's say, hospitable. Yeah, you know, King is kind of like day camp for our kids up there. You know? yeah. <laughs> you guys all get to hang out together. I had to be by myself. Were I you in solitary, really, myself. when you were in jail? No. No? Oh, okay. Okay, well then you're not really by yourself. You're with the other prisoners, and that, you know, it, it could be worse. no activists. Right, right. No, that's true. So what's up? What, what else do you want to share tonight? Nothing, baby. I just wanted to say it's good to hear your voice. That's Are you back really doing any cooking? Are you, uh, you know, you back in the kitchen? And you know I'm always in the kitchen. I know the last I heard you were working in the, you know, like the legal world in some sort of actual, you know, government licensed kitchen. Is that true? Um, it is. So, um, how's that going? I am. It sucks. Oh, really? Why? Because you know why? You know all the reasons why. But I, it's a means to an end. I am building the fort as it is. And. Keeping my profile extremely low until I can bring my little girl home. As you guys know, I still haven't gotten to bring her home since my arrest. I just started getting to talk to her again, and that's an awesome thing. It's one of those things that people, you know, they know they can hold their kids over their head. And so having kids out there means that uh, a lot of parents feel like they can't do certain kinds of activism because they're worried what's going to happen. And in your story, they did take your daughter from you. Yeah, but you know what, Ian? I'm more proud of my daughter now. You want to talk about a Liberty baby? You talk about Justice Caroline, because she has got her head on her shoulders. She went in with a good, solid, free mind on her shoulders. They're stifling her every single day, but I can hear it in her voice. Every time I get to talk to her, she just wants to be free. And she will be as soon as they let her go again. She's going to be okay. What What is happening to us right now is a learning experience to teach us how to make it different tomorrow. That's always and what it's about, isn't it? Yes, it is. Thanks, Allie. Thanks. Nice hearing from you. Good luck out there. Appreciate it at 855-450-FREE. That is what it's all about, right, JJ? To uh, make mistakes and That's learn right. from you gotta, them. you got to learn. you got to grow. you got to evolve. And That's hopefully do so peacefully. Yep, that's the plan. And it's, uh, it's a lot easier when you do it with other people that are around you. That way... You're not as frustrated when they do horrible things like, oh, I don't know, throw your friends up against a wall, throw them in cages, uh, aggress against them. More coming up here at 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free phone number. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. The police breaking into people's cars. We'll explain in a moment. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. 
Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is 1-855-453. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And JJ. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. Go and enjoy the mobile site. Maybe you've got a smartphone. You'd like to get quick access to our live streams and uh, podcasts. Head over to M, as in mobile.freetalklive.com. It's free, of course, like everything else on our site, m.freetalklive.com. Coming up on October 19th, you can let the establishment know that we the people, not the mainstream media, will be deciding the future of this country. You can head over to blackthisout.com and be a part of the largest grassroots donation effort in history. It's all about the Ron Paul campaign. It's the first step to getting the government out of your life and out of the economy. Visit blackthisout.com today and let the media know that you won't stand by and let your freedom be blacked out. That's blackthisout.com. So, we of course, we'll take your calls about anything. We've been doing some uh, police-related news tonight. Here's another story for you. And this is uh, one of those stories that kind of pops up across the country at various different times. You know, like once or twice a year, we'll see a story like this appear in the, the mainstream news. And it's about the police checking on your car. They're giving you service. Hey, you they just they just it. care about you, man. They just want to help you out. CBS News is reporting from Boston. Thieves are finding easy targets on the North Shore. Cars that aren't locked with valuable items inside. If your car door was unlocked or an officer spotted your GPS, wallet, or something important in plain view, you might have found a warning on your windshield in Beverly this weekend. Police were willing to stir up a little proactive controversy to warn folks they were easy targets for some very busy thieves. Any car doors they found unlocked, they opened up and locked themselves for the owner. They admit they did get some angry calls from drivers who left their keys inside their unlocked cars. As you might imagine, some people do that. They're, you know, and they're... Some people just don't care if their car is unlocked. Some people are like, well, my car, it's a piece of junk and, uh, you know, whatever. It gets taken. It gets stolen. I don't really care. Right. I want to keep my keys in there because... Convenient. You know what? I don't like keeping stuff in my pockets or whatever stupid reason they want to have. If they want to... If a person wants to have no personal security over their belongings, that's certainly their rights. It's certainly what they can do. Does Is it smart? No, of course not. But that's that's a decision. I mean, doing heroin isn't smart either, and people still do that. So, I mean, it's a different strokes for different folks. It's a decision people should be free to make, and people should be free to make you know choices that are mistakes, and then they'll learn from the consequences of those mistakes. And so, by doing this, you know, the police are inconveniencing people. Can you imagine if you had uh, stopped at a local fast food joint or something like that, or you had a, a quick appointment that you had to run in somewhere to some business? You decide you're just going to leave your keys in the car. You'll be right back. It's no big deal. You figure. I've done it several times. Yes. And uh, then you come out. There's a note on your dashboard. The doors are locked, and you've got to call AAA, or you've got to if you don't have AAA, you've got to call uh, locksmith some, for some locksmith seventy five to one hundred dollars. Right, just just to uh, you know come out with a slim jim and get you. You in know what the I wonder car. in this city? I wonder if the police are the ones that come out and respond to unlocking cars because in some cities it's not the police will come out and unlock your car. That's true. I've seen and then that. they will they will give you some sort of charge for that. Mm. There's some exchange that has the you know it's not like it's just a service they come on by oh sure we'll get your cat out of a tree and here's your uh receipt yeah that's no a good question. I, I, so i don't when i was in when i was in the uh the, the boot, boot camp way back in the day uh the, the drill sergeants there were really upset if anybody left their foot lockers unlocked and they basically blamed anyone who anyone who left their foot locker unlocked was the reason there's crime 
That's the mentality that they had. Is because with, if it was locked, there wouldn't be the opportunity for the crime, and you know they wouldn't uh, the, the thief wouldn't be able to get into your stuff. Blah blah blah. And 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 I keep I kept thinking, well, if someone wants something bad enough, they're gonna they're gonna find a way to get it. Absolutely, not, it has nothing to do whether or not you're security or not. It has to do with the other person's will to access that item Smash and possess and it. Yeah. Or, or pick or, a lock. Exactly. There's there's dozens of way to, you know, get into s- certain situations, and bolt cutters are definitely a good one. So I, but I just, it, it's certainly true that locking your car doors is going to prevent somebody from a, doing a quick snatch and grab with sure. uh, reaching in and grabbing a GPS device. But on the other hand, what does it cost? Uh, older cars, it's easier to use a slim jim on, right? That's you know, for those that don't know, yes. it's a real slim device that goes down into the the crack between your. Your uh, the window and the the mechanism of the door yes. it basically allows them to flip the uh, uh, the lock open. But newer cars have blocks in certain areas, right? They they try to make it difficult for people to open with a door with a slim yes. jim. Yes, some of the newer cars you actually have to place wedges in, and and what they do is they put a little airbag in between the door where it's where it ma- ma- mates with the car, and they they puff it up and you know open your door a little bit, and then they stick a little. You know, a little wire or something that they can, you know, navigate really? and then hit your switch or something like that. And they're not even going through the window anymore on some of these new cars. Sounds more expensive, though, that way. That's it sounds guess. like it has a greater potential to damage something, too. Yeah. When you're bending or contorting the frame of your, your door, you know, the glass could shatter. There's there's all kinds of issues that could So arise. this is what the police are doing. They're putting people in this position of having to possibly damage the uh, the, the door mechanism, the lock mechanism of the, the car to uh, to call out some sort of assistance, which is going to take time. It's going to take money. They're, they're causing serious hassle to a lot of folks, but they think they're doing something nice for people. They think that they're, oh, well, this is a service. We're here to protect you. But if you were an actual service, I'd be able to hire you for this. If this is what I wanted, if I wanted someone to check up on me, you know, if I want someone to come and check my house to make sure I didn't leave my stove on, I could hire someone to do that. If I wanted to come and have someone come and check my car at the parking lot, the place I work, once a day or once a week, just a random spot check me to make sure I'm locking my doors and keep, you know, kind of check up on myself, I could hire someone to do that. But when you go and you provide someone with a service they didn't ask for, it's inevitable that they're going to say, uh, yeah, I didn't want that. I, I, don't, I don't appreciate what you've done. And in fact, what you've done has inconvenienced me and has cost me money. Right. I'm not interested in this. Leave well, me alone. I think it's the same mentality as the whole seatbelt thing. You know, it's smart to wear seatbelts. Sure, I, I, can, I can vouch for that. And there's some people who don't like wearing seatbelts. They shouldn't have to. You know, it, there's also situations where you get in a car crash and the seatbelts... Uh, not being on you s- saves you because you end up, f- you know, flying out the windshield and and ending in somewhat less harmful situation. But that's a personal decision that people make. You're not, you're not, you're trying to save everybody like you're some angel, and that's gonna um, basically grant new life to these individuals and they're going to be so thankful that oh well, we'll turn over a new leaf and we'll all be happy and helping each other. No, it's ridiculous. People make the decisions they make for a variety of reasons, and maybe that's what they want. And if you deprive someone of what they want, that's when problems arise. That's when anger and and hatred and a lot of the negative and often leading to violent tendencies uh, arise. According to the story here over at CBS Boston, Beverly Police wrote roughly 100 warnings alerting car owners to their shortcomings 
and giving some tips to keep thieves from ransacking their rides. Some residents even got reverse 911 calls, meaning the 911's calling you uh, on your phone. Gloucester detectives made some progress late Tuesday afternoon when they questioned several people at a house after a tip led them to stolen items inside, including iPods and prescription medications swiped from cars just yesterday. Uh, And police in Beverly locked all the car doors they found open during their weekend campaign, hoping to change some very stubborn habits. Roughly one of every five parked cars police checked on over the weekend had either an unlocked door or open window. I mean, are they trying to give people tips here? All you have to do is check 10 cars and you'll get into two of them if you're, you know, if you're a crackhead and you're looking to swipe something. Because that's basically what they're saying here is here's some here's some useful information to everyone who wants to break into cars. Just try 10 doors. You'll get into two. Uh, so that's not cool. And it's not cool to lock doors on people that didn't ask for, for such a service because it's providing uh, – it's, it's, it's really inconveniencing them. It's one thing to leave a note. That, you know, that would be one thing. Sure. To leave a note and say, hey, what were you thinking? Uh, but even then, it's still not something people asked for. But on top of that, the one thing that these stories never reveal, and I'm always suspicious about it, is what do the police do when they open a car door and smell marijuana? Not even what smell marijuana. Do? What are, is this just another excuse for them to search for drugs and yeah. paraphernalia, too? Are they opening like up a, glove boxes? Oh, you got a little joint in the ashtray. Well, we'll definitely make note of that. Is and... there a gun under the seat? Is there a gun in the uh, the glove box? What happened? You're talking about Massachusetts here. That's not going to go over well. Nope. So that's one thing they've never admitted to in any of these stories is having an an extra little investigation going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I suspect they're doing exactly that. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. The first secret to success is recognizing opportunity. The second is to act on it. But how do you gain the skills to know how and when? AllSuccessClub.com. Meet successful individuals online and in exotic locations around the world. Find out from the rich and famous how they went from rags to riches and learn how to achieve financial independence for yourself. Your path to success begins now at allsuccessclub.com. Talk live. You can bring up anything. In these remaining moments, still enough time for you and your thoughts at one eight five five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. And joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian and JJ. We invite you to the website. Head on over there. Get interactive in various different ways, and you can also help promote Free Talk Live. If you want to help bring more listeners on board with the show, go to promote.freetalklive.com. and you can get a whole list of things that you can do there to uh, help get Free Talk Live in more ears. Around the world, promote.freetalklive.com uh, will get you there. As we continue with you and your thoughts, Bill is listening in Oklahoma. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and JJ. Um, hello, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, Bill. And it's great to hear your voice again, Ian. I, I missed it. Uh, I, I've tuned in and out uh, a couple times within the last few months and or in the last month or so, and noticed you were absent, so I'm glad to have you back. Um, you were talking in the last segment about uh, cops going around and uh, checking car doors, you know, to make sure that, you know, people are aware that uh, they have to take their safety into consideration. Uh, 
which leads me to a question, and I'll make an observation. The question is, where was this taking place at? This is uh, Beverly, Massachusetts. Okay. Near Boston, well, I think. I, for, for, you know, the reason why I was asking was because uh, I'm thinking about a state like California, which just uh, got a bill vetoed not too long ago. I think it was on Monday. Uh, it was the uh, mobile uh, privacy uh, or it had something to do with mobile privacy. Basically, uh, the gist of it was that the police officers could search uh, mobile phones at any time for just about any reason. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, what if the cops in uh, California decided to go check doors uh, on cars and they see a mobile device just laying in the front seat or you know somewhere in plain view? Um, mm-hmm. They pick up that cell phone because there's no law that prevents a, a, a police officer from snooping. And, you know, they just find, you know, some guy's a naked girlfriend on the on that uh, wallpaper that's on their uh, device or whatnot. Um, you know, it it, it 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 seems to me that this is just uh, uh, a uh, slippery slope by the, the law enforcement agencies to get bigger busts so they can uh, generate more income to feed this machine we call government. Well, I mean, in this particular case, they never admit to actually busting anybody for anything. They 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 don't tout in this article, and and no, no, we've probably read maybe five or six of these over the last nine years that we've done this this show. It's one of those re- stories just kind of repeats over time. The cops will do this right. from time to time in various different places, and you, I've never seen them admit, oh yeah, and we also arrested five pot smokers, you know, from from going into people's cars. So uh, I don't know if they actually are making arrests. I would speculate that would be something they would do, but they don't actually ever admit to it, so there's no way to know for sure. Yeah. I was just uh, wanting your thoughts, and I'll take this off the, off the air here, um, your thoughts on the, the, the California uh, governor who vetoed the, the, pri- uh, the, the privacy deal with the mobile devices. Um, I just find that uh, completely, in my view, just uh, completely... Um, disingenuous uh, as somebody who likes my privacy. So wait, I, I he vetoed, like I'm sorry, he vetoed the... Uh, uh, Governor Brown vetoed a, a bill that would uh, make it uh, unlawful for police to, oh, I see. to uh, investigate uh, well, the, the, what's uh, on the phones. Yeah, that's, those are his buddies, man. It's I not mean, surprising. He's the executive branch. He works with the police. Uh, I mean, they're all, they're all in this together. So, yeah, of course he's going to take the police's side. Right, and he just... Yep. Yeah, not only that, but he he recently signed a bill into law banning open carrying in uh, in, California? in California. That wasn't already banned. I'm shocked. By no, that. actually, in California, open carrying was legal, but you couldn't carry ammunition in the firearm. It had to be separate, so that police would ran, would come around and check people's firearms for ammunition. But you had this movement of open carriers that just wanted to keep it out alive and keep it going. Yeah, you know what, now that I'm thinking about it, there is a, I do recall someone calling and, and saying that was legal. You know, that, as far as I'm concerned, it's bad news for liberty in California, but it's good news if it gets people to leave and come <laughs> to New Hampshire. Thanks, that, Bill, for the call, man. Appreciate hearing from you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we've had people move from California already and due we, to various we, frustrations. Yeah, we had that, that discussion about how uh, Amazon wasn't gonna, was going to stop their affiliates in California because of the taxes. That's right. That's you know, there's a whole bunch of reasons. You know, California is they creating keep making it worse. A disincentive for liberty-minded people to live there. Get out! What are you waiting for? Now you can't even defend yourself openly in California, and not that you would have wanted to anyway. There's probably all kinds of crazy laws that would even if you use that gun, uh, you'd likely get charged with you know hom- homicide. Gun or use. If you yeah. use a gun in the city limits, it's a, you know three years in prison. Let's talk to Leo, listening in Oregon. Leo, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and JJ. Greetings. Um, 
You know, I, I, I've been hearing, and I, I, I read a few articles on the fact that, like, the big Internet service providers like Google and Yahoo and whatnot uh, and Facebook have a contract with the government uh, to actually all the information that you that that goes <clears throat> that goes through the internet gets stored in a government database somewhere so i'm i'm looking to well that seems a little hard to believe uh, the idea that uh I suppose it's technically possible, but, but that's a lot of storage. I mean, all the data that goes I, how through about, the internet. How about this instead? How about this instead? Is it is more of a pragmatic uh, conspiracy theory for you? How about Facebook just stores that stuff on their servers, and the government has access whenever they want? Whenever they want, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that makes that's, it more, more reasonable. You know, I think I think it, it's something along those lines. I think it's most likely to be the latter. The government doesn't have the uh, technical wherewithal to really be able to handle this stuff. I mean, the FBI, as of just a few years ago, still hadn't quite figured out email yet. Uh, so they're a little behind the ball on this whole Internet thing. Okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah most of these probably, most of these technology companies yeah. will roll right over for a uh, for a court order, oh, definitely. Or, or even a request. Uh, even if the police just send a request on letterhead to a company, they'll usually just do whatever they want. Right, and you're, you're probably right about the specifics of it and the storage capacity. However, the fact that they would even enter into it makes me it discourages discourages me from wanting to use them. So I'd want to. I'm just wondering if you guys know of any. Is there any like is Hotmail not like that? They're all or corporations, they, yeah. So therefore. Uh, no one will protect your privacy unless maybe you went with some sort of an offshore uh, storage. Maybe then you'd have a chance. But even then, you know, international police agreements uh, still allow for uh, different countries to reach across international boundaries. So if there's something sensitive that you have that's online, I would recommend that you not put it online. I mean, period. No, and I actually, you know, it's more of just a, uh, it's more of just a civil, you know, I just want to do it out of, out of a matter of you want to boycott, you want to move to a different provider. I get, I get what you're saying. Want to move to a different provider? Yeah, I don't know, know of I mean? any. I don't know of any company that's not going to just cr- knuckle under under the pressure of the federal government. Even some of the biggest ones, they just it's not worth their while. They'd much rather give you up than have a tough time with the the criminal gang. Yep, you're just one you know, of millions. I, I hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah, if you want, um, if there's something special that's you don't want to put, you know, you don't want to put at risk, don't put it online, or use maybe something like a Tor hidden service. And uh, you could, you know, anonymize completely that content. That's a way to do it. Uh, but then again, you know, Tor is a special service. Only people on Tor can can get access to it. So, you know, just I mean, if you've got like bomb making instructions or some weirdo porn no, or I, something like that, nothing, no, nothing like that going on. You know, I yeah. just uh, I don't like post. The, I don't. I have like I. I I opened Facebook years ago. I never use it, and I don't do. I, I think Facebook's I, a great tool for organizing things, but well, I'm yeah, not going to put mean, you know anything dangerous on there. Nothing. No, I have anything I, dangerous to put on there. But. I assume everything well, also, I put on Facebook like personal, is, you know, personal intimate things and like people having 900 friends and you know, I just uh, and and plus like having pictures of my closest family just available for anybody to look at. I I kind of shy away from that, but I don't really. I'm kind of just more. I'm just selective about. Man, that's know, cool, man. Not, it, it, privacy is something really you got to work towards. Yep. Just, uh, and 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 Facebook is not a private sort of uh, place to be. No. And, and you're right about everything you say, Leo. And I thanks for the, thank you for the call. Let's get to Richard quickly here in Manchester. Richard, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, what's on your mind? Um, I had a quick question about any personal advice you could give me, not legal advice, but I'm going to court tomorrow because my truck is uh, allegedly not inspected by the state. Oh boy. 
as I have court, I, I contested the ticket and I said not guilty. So I was just wondering if you had any advice for me for that. Or is it a registered? Is, 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 it, is it registered in New Hampshire? It is registered, um, but just not state inspected. Yeah. Well, you're probably going to be found guilty. I mean, it, I yeah, I, I, have, I have figured. I have no idea. I mean, I, I haven't faced. Uh, I haven't heard of anybody facing that sort of charge uh, recently. So I don't know what tactics they've used. Um, so I, I can't really know what to say. Yeah, you've basically agreed to uh, the way they see it is you've got their license, you've got their your car registered in in New Hampshire, so therefore you're part of their system and they're. You know, you're liable for not having it registered. Had you had a car registered in a different state, they wouldn't have been able to check your inspection on that. So that might be okay. a way to kind of change things in the future is try to maybe register it under like a corporation or something or family member in a different state. And then they won't be able to pull you over for half the things they do. Thanks for the call. Good All luck right. tomorrow. We're out of time Thank for you. tonight. We'll be back tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Thanks. And now it's time for the Leadership Radio Minute with tips and advice on how to maximize your own leadership potential. Here's international leadership expert and New York Times bestselling author, John C. Maxwell. There's nothing wrong with having a leadership position. That's the starting place for most leaders. However, there is everything wrong with having a positional mindset, which means relying on your title, position, and rights to lead. Good leaders don't use their position to push people. In fact, they don't use their position at all. If you continue to rely on your position to move people, you may never develop influence with them and your success will always be limited. If you want to become a better leader, let go of control and start fostering cooperation. Good leaders stop bossing around people and start encouraging them. They invite them to become part of something bigger and they accomplish it together. For the Leadership Radio Minute, I'm John C. Maxwell. For more information on how to maximize your own leadership potential, please visit johnmaxwell.com. True leadership isn't a matter of having a certain job or title. In fact, being chosen for a position is only the first of the five levels every effective leader achieves. In his new book, The Five Levels of Leadership, leadership expert and New York Times bestselling author, John C. Maxwell helps you to become more than the boss people follow only because they're required to. He gives advice on how to grow further, achieve results, and build a team that produces. The Five Levels of Leadership, the newest book from John C. Maxwell, is available wherever books are sold.